invited back he's back everyone it's oak it's gonna be okay we're gonna make it out of here alive hopefully hopefully the party always goes on uh welcome back yes uh i'm your host brett brandis uh hosting this dragon party and with me joining me back from wherever he was it's eric tell him your name uh my name's eric i was uh beseeching my patron (laughs) <laughs> yeah we're gonna do we're back on a D episode it, we're kind of we kind of got stuck in the weeds of you know we, we had this nice balance of every other every other every, and then with last week we kind of had to throw a wrench in there but it turns out i mean that that would have been a D week so yeah therefore right, yeah, we're, we're just getting back on track yeah 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 exactly so just D this week magic will be next week um which we already have a topic for that um we're gonna be talking the warlock today but before we get there we're back at the party what you drinking you know um being in dallas offers many benefits and one of those benefits (laughs) is it being just warm all the time um but since i live in an apartment i can't go outside and enjoy a fire so i'm just drinking some s'mores oh wow so it's this shiner s'mores assuming it's a stout it's it's not actually nope. interesting because a lot of times those like the chocolatier beers and exactly. stuff are like yeah they're always like the stouts and they yeah. tend to be too sweet for me the, the ones i mentioned like i love having them in like the flight lineup where you get to try where you just it, get like but i like, don't want three to four ounces pint. and then you're just like all right that was good yeah, yeah that's so, great at some of them ounce. it feels like they just went way too heavy on the flavor and you're just <laughs> drinking like some alcoholic syrup and you're just like all right, all right, <laughs> exactly it's like fine. s'mores i'm like it sounds delicious but i feel like i would want four ounces of it and they're always like fourteen dollars like, <laughs> yeah yeah right you're four ounces of it. you're like mm. hmm well, I uh, I went a little bit too hard yesterday. So today, I don't. No, no, no I, you no, don't know what I'm talking about. about yeah. yeah, yeah. So I am drinking literal water with uh, with basically, you know how like you have like those energy powders. Yep. It's it's like essentially uh, what what do you get on the in, at the doctors when they stab you and the IV? It's IV. basically like an IV drip in a in a glass here. You know. <laughs> I I feel like, like hangover, like drinks and powders and stuff have really come on in the past like five to ten years. Like I I think once we realize like, oh, the IVs, that that stuff works. I want that shit. (laughs) Yeah, like that's what you really want. If you want to hydrate your body faster than anything, yeah, go jab an IV into you. All of a sudden, your body's gonna be like, oh. Yeah, yes. <laughs> this is the oh, this. because I, I just remember like when we were in college, like the only thing we had was like Gatorade or like they had some right. like baby that formula stuff. stuff. Too sugary too. And it's too sugary. Yeah. So you just like, I don't really want to drink any of this. Right. Um, but now I, I go into like here you can get alcohol at like at gas stations and stuff. So you walk in one of those or a CVS or something and there's just like, oh yeah, like like hangover, like like those five hour energy things, but it's like 
hangover cure stuff. Oh, never take those as a, I, I've, I've made that mistake before. I tried a five hour energy. I threw up like an hour later. <laughs> yeah. like, it was not a good time. <laughs> yeah. I don't like those anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Um, I guess the, the answer for back then was like Pedialyte was still a thing. Pedialyte. Every, yeah. yeah. That was but, like a thing, but everyone assumed that was for like baby, like children, you know, they didn't, like, right. They didn't and then advertise it. It's just like, it oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, this is really good for hydrating you. <laughs> like the morning after. Um, all right. That, 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 that's what we got going on today. Uh, the Warlock class. Now, I'm going to go every time we go into a character creation series of all these, the rest of the spellcasters. It's funny to me because as I look at all of them, we started basically with the Warlock, or I mean, the Wizard, sorry, was one of the first actual right. spellcasters that we did. And there's just kind of no flaws with the wizard class. Yeah, like, it's, it's just meant, kind of yeah, right. It's like it's meant to be flexible, to and you could do whatever you want. Like if you want to be the spellcaster, you can just pick a wizard and just be like, I'm just you're you're building your class based on the spells you take, not necessarily yep. the class itself. Yeah, and, and and honestly, I had no real qualms with the cleric, other than you might be a little shoehorned into certain. Tr- traits that you have yeah. to follow so, sometimes your party will be like oh we have a cleric all right i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take any buff spells yeah right and they're like okay you're the cleric now and you're like ah like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah but i must oh, like this, the story this class cleric. Can do a lot of cool stuff yeah <laughs> i don't need to do that or uh, like in the case now, of our part yeah i was gonna campaign. say now we're looking at something like uh the warlock class and this is like the opposite of the wizard class where they are super 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 powerful and and it seems like there's a billion choices, but as soon as you've made the choices, you are shoehorned into like I do two things. Yeah, it's it kind <laughs> and that's of it, and that's all I can do. When I was when I was reviewing, like, so I ha- I haven't played a whole lot of warlocks mm-hmm. except warlocks. Uh, my um, but the ones that you do play, it's like I have an idea. And I'm just going to stick to this narrow idea of That's what I want my warlock do. to be. And then you can build like all those narrow ideas, but it's really hard to branch outside of those ideas. Like you yep. can't like with a wizard, you'd be like, okay, I want to be stuff that summons elementals. Like, but I also have fireball. You, you can uh, do everything at the same time as the wizard. You, yeah. With whatever one, you want to be doing. With this one, it's like, okay, I really want to do this and it's like you can do this really really well they do it really well but But you can't like you can't also have this other stuff going on um and 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 another thing i've noticed about the warlock class in particular is it is so front-loaded which i think is actually a very negative thing for the class overall because i think it highly promotes it being a sub like a a multi it's a dip you dip yeah, into warlock a lot. It is the dip class, right? I mean, especially when we go. You into just take a fingerful, rub it in your gums, rub, <laughs> like, rub some Eldritch abomination do, right? in your gums. It's just like it is the dipper Bam. class. It's the it is the dipper spell class. Whereas, like I thought, the rogue was you know the kind of the martial dipper class. This is like your spell casting dipper class. And and kind of what we said before at the beginning um, about you have you have like an idea that you have to kind of hit to or hit on very well uh throughout your campaign or throughout the leveling process i feel like this is very not new player friendly because it's like okay we're we're going to go through all the attributes but it's like hey you have all these spells you can choose from you have all your patrons oh also you have your pact magic 
oh, also your elder significations. You have like 20 of those you have to choose from. And it's like, they all kind of have I to get line on up. The, on the building side, it is. I think play style wise though, it, it is super beginner friendly, right? I mean, you, you literally have like five things you can do. Yeah, the, the this yeah kind of depends on what the the yeah the campaign is, but yeah you're right because it's not like you're really worried about like ooh spell slot conservation yeah, because and, you don't and, have any right and yeah and, and as soon as you use your spell slots it's like okay as a new player you can ignore that spell sheet now you can't even use them anymore so like right. ignore that side of your sheet and focus on this like and you, the, you really focus and you bring up a good point because the I. Like, I think the most intimidating thing is, like, for a new player is trying to figure out what class and how how to play and everything. Mm-hmm. So when you're confronted with all these choices, like, you're just like, oh, well, I don't want to make the wrong one. And now you just have a million. <laughs> it also, and another thing to be said for on the non-combat side for the Warlock class in particular, why I think it's so beginner friendly, is it, it really gives you the role playing right there and then. You know, like that's true. It, it that's, that's hands true. it to you on a silver platter. It goes, here's your role playing character done. Like, <laughs> yeah, this and, is your God. This is what you worship. This is what you do. Yeah. Like, done. whereas as a wizard, your school doesn't really like, come into play. It doesn't as mean anything. As, yeah. You, yeah, can, I, you can work for it and be like, oh, I'm a transmutation wizard or I'm a conjuration wizard. So this is it. But you have to you have to provide a lot of that energy, but this it's like, there is this demon that I'm like constricted or my soul was sold to, or I sold my soul to it. Like, well, and then the super obvious question, well, why? (laughs) It's like, Oh, this happened. Like, okay, cool. There you go. Which, and yeah, what's really nice about the, uh, wizards, what they've done with the class and the handbook and all that is they like give you reasons, right? Like, like they, they literally talk about like, Oh, the guy captured your mind and, and did this stuff to you, right. and yeah, so it like gives you already a dialogue for why why it all happened. You don't really have to write your entire background of how you came to be. Exactly. Warlock, uh, it can give it to you. Uh, before we get delve into the specifics of the warlock class now in the early levels, uh, let's talk about a, a it's a D and D episode. D and D story. We're we're working on your homebrew campaign now. Yeah, and I, I think it's going pretty well. Oh man, it, it's been a doozy. <laughs> so, yeah. I I have recently just tried, and we're gonna have to have a whole episode on this topic, which is introducing characters to an established party. Yeah, and it, 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 that is a very good point because depending on the scenario, there could be whole different like range of emotions or like reasons why they're introduced like i think the main ones are like a new person wants to play in your group there are yeah, like yeah. Uh, a player character dies and yeah, somebody else comes in or a, a new room to replace it exactly or with something that you did which is like hey Just we're kind of at a natural end to this this right. campaign i want to play a new class exactly. race yep. so we're just it's like, this is around. my only opportunity to play D&D. And I was like, I don't want to like just be stuck. Like, I loved playing my character, but we did finish a whole campaign. I would love yeah, to Yeah, like a year and a half of weekly things. sessions. Yeah, yeah. like I really yeah. want to try out other things. Um, but yeah, and, and, and one thing, of a topic that we would include with that is how, how party dynamics can exist if someone is, you know, chaotic evil 
and someone's lawful good. Yeah. Opposite ends of the spec, you know, left wing, right wing. How can we create a dialogue and a motive that somehow unites them? Yeah. And I think it would be during that, during that episode. Now we're just kind of talking about another episode, but I think it'll be good going over like what went well, what didn't go well about (laughs) this because there are sometimes it just, you just got to shove your two, your two pieces together and they might not match right away. And you just be like, all right, guys, let's, (laughs) let's make it work. I mean, so we we have to, we have to talk about the elephant in the room. Then like it it is not going particularly well right now with us trying to introduce my character. (laughs) No, no. It was met with immediate skepticism and aggression for everything. This character has been trying to do. (laughs) Right. And I, I I understand why it can be frustrating from the player side, but I I truly believe you know it's like oh hey they're role play yeah 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 no it, <laughs> it's, it's great it's 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 right it's going the way it probably should be right but like uh, me the DM trying to create a story also it's like do is this is is everybody having fun spending three hours trying to work out the motives behind a new right coming right in? like come on like we move on a little bit right like I, I feel like we're spinning in circles for way too long for no real reason other than like right but i decided in like a- the, uh, i think if this was a npc coming in some of the things that would be thought of is like what are the motivations of this character yeah. coming in why do they want to stick with us and Again, as a DM, I'm happy that they're so suspicious of everything that happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they're like, "How how is Eric gonna like fuck us up this time?" Right, right, right. Like, what um, what is their motive here? What's their angle? They're just trying to screw with us. Exactly. This isn't like an actual situation. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. I, so we'll we'll uh, yeah we'll follow up with uh, how it's going. Interesting question to ponder is <laughs> is the what do you think is more important? The lawful or the good versus evil clash, or lawful versus chaotic? Because I, I truly think it's ah, the lawful okay. versus chaotic. Versus That's the chaotic. real oil and That's water. That's true. That seems to be their sticking point right now. Right? Yeah. Is, is more of that aspect. They're like, this guy's he's a wild card. We can't have a wild card just running around. Right, and it's like I don't know his motivation because he just does stuff. And it's just <laughs> like what. But that, that is my motivation, <laughs> is doing yeah, stuff. right? Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not, like, actively hurting you in any way. <laughs> but, like, I'm just unpredictable. Exactly. I don't know. It's, a, it's I think you might be right, yeah. Because, you know, when combat comes around, all that crap's out the window, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, it doesn't matter anymore, lawful or chaotic or neutral. Like, no one cares. You're it, in a fight. You're, you're oh. just battling. Hopefully, I, I've heard definitely some horror stories about being like, "Oh, I'm lawful evil. I'm just gonna cast fireball on my teammates now." And it's just <laughs> like, this is like, come on, man. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I would ever go that far. Even no, 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 I don't. I don't. I feel like there'd be no reason for that. That feels weird to me. Yeah, I, I, I actively fireballed near. Yeah, as yeah, and. DMs if players are doing that, have a long conversation with that player. Be like, is there a is there a Why? character growth thing that you're trying to plan out here? Because if you're just doing this because lol, I'm random, then like eh, maybe maybe, yeah, maybe calm down game. on the fireballs. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, well, let's dive anyway. in to some Warlock class. Um, now, but I had to do it. My patron made me. <laughs> uh, first level, you actually get your subclass right away. Like, it, Basically, yeah. Yeah. It, also, you get Pact Magic, which just is the Warlock class's version of spellcasting, their innate spellcasting. And they do have a very specific spellcasting way. That and we've mentioned it kind of. It's they only have one type of level spell slot, correct? And, and it's like right. as high as it can be, and it's very limited. Usually, it's like two, I believe, is like the standard number. Like yeah, you initially. get two, you get two spells, or you have two spell slots all the way up to level eleven, and then you get a third spell slot, and, and then, then at level okay, seventeen, you get your fourth. And it goes up by like when do you get start unlocking some better levels? Like what's the yeah? What's it's like the fifth level spell slot is that at level six or? Uh, it 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 follows the same pattern up until level five, and level five is the maximum. So at level at or at fifth level spells, sorry, not not care. Is level. the maximum? They don't ever get higher than fifth level. So there's spell slots. There's other class features that let them cast a sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth level spell. Mm. That's their mystic arcanum. But uh, yeah. yeah, so but at fifth level, you have a third level spell slot or yeah. two third level spell slots. Two, yeah. Um, but the the interesting part about that is it it comes up a lot with specifically like counter spell or something. So you can uh, really yeah. only cast counter spell at fifth level at once you get up to those mm, like higher so levels. You have to roll for the higher anything that's a, of a higher higher exactly. And yeah, um, but spells. even if there is a like someone casts fireball, which you know is a third level, you can't cast it at a third third level to save like a fifth level spell slot. It's always five. You, it's just yeah, you only have that one whatever exactly. the highest is, and that's what you have. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, now I wanted to, even though this comes at third level, I wanted to go over their packed boon first, just because it's simpler. <laughs> yeah, th- this is the, we- and there's also level two class features that come into there's play. There's a but level two, but we're going gonna, I... gonna to save that for the next because we have a lot to go through there. So we're going to start with level three. You get the I totally, boon. yeah, you guys yeah, will get it. Just, just, just stick with us. <laughs> yeah, just because it's simpler. So the packed boon is going to give you, you get your choice of... I think there's like four or five and, and there's more, you know, when they started introducing, you you know, Unearthed Arcana and stuff. We're not going to go into Unearthed Arcana. We're going to stick with the main four um, that's, you know, up through like Tasha's of, of uh, Pact Boons. So you right. have the Pact of the Blade. This one is you can use your action to create a Pact weapon in your empty hand. So it just like summons and it can summon any kind of weapon um, yeah. as long as it has the one, like it can't be a two-handed weapon. I believe it has to be a one-handed weapon. Uh, I don't know. As long as you're proficient with it. Okay. Oh, no. Well, okay. And then does, there's... Does it say I could be... Because then there's be invocations wrong. that make you proficient with any weapon that you summon. Right, yeah. <laughs> there's like a whole lot to this. But but yeah. bottom line, bottom line, all the packs of the Blade does is it, you can summon a weapon. Yeah. That's and... literally what it does. Yeah. So, and also you can change which weapon is your packed weapon. So if you, right. if people played a monk before, it kind of works similarly like a, your monk, yeah, monk weapon. weapon. Right. So a, your pack weapon, yeah, you can like, oh, I find this cool plus one great sword or or battle axe. Then you could turn your that whatever new weapon into your pack weapon, and then you can you can stow it away in your extra, extra dimensional space, and then 
summon it back out. Yeah, and then it comes back. And what's nice about it is it is magical. It is it, yeah, uh, overcomes resistance and immunity to magical. So it is a ma- it's 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 nice. It's nice to have if you if for some reason you want to. It's really nice with some of the invocations that um, oh yeah that that follow it, but. Uh, by itself, it's like okay. I don't know. It's, it's like it, it yeah. feels more like role playing stuff. Yeah, where it's just it's like, like oh, I don't have any like, weapons. That, that you pull out a great axe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, that is kind of nice, right? Like, think about the situation we just had with like your. Uh, we go into a nice party and they take your weapons from you. Yeah, this guy's never without a weapon. He can just exactly He'd be like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't have any that that's pretty sweet. That's it's it's a cool it's a cool yeah, thing. It's fun. Uh, the next is the Pact of the Chain. Uh, this just gives you the Find Familiar spell. Uh, you can cast it as a ritual. And, I mean, you've mentioned that Find Familiar is oddly too strong. They kind yeah, of like, yeah. made it's... it too helpful because it could use the help action. Yeah, the the Familiar using the help action to me is like... It's like, yeah, may, maybe I, ban that. <laughs> yeah, I get it for like, oh, you have an owl and you want to have help on perception checks. Totally get that. But like... Oh, um, I have like a, a rat and I need <laughs> to get the help action on like, oh, I'm scaling this 50 foot cliff. So I need to make an athletics check. I'm just like, okay, please explain to me how this rat <laughs> is yeah. helping you out. Well, so what's nice about the, the I mean, you, you can choose any form, right? Or does it have to be one form? Uh, you can choose one of the normal forms or one of these ones. Imp, pseudo-dragon, closet, or sprite. And and is it it's always that? You can't like choose it every time you cast a spell? You I, you can uh, you can, well you, yeah find familiar, you can just can keep casting it. Yeah, and so, different, yeah. you can like have different familiars, right? So, exactly, yeah. I don't know, if there's one that does help you climb and, and you're in. Yeah, 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 like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like, not a rat, not a rat. Don't use the rat. That doesn't help you here. That does not help you. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, so that's okay. super strong, though, right? I, I think that's stronger than just summoning a weapon. It's like, that's so useful. Yeah, and also, like, you can go inside of, like we talked about this before, you can go inside of your familiar and then have it, like, scurry under a door. And then yeah. yep. you can, like, look around through its eyes. And you and, want the rat. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Then the you want the rat. And then also, so it also... Uh, the find familiar too with this pact of the chain it has the attack action normally a find familiar does not yeah with pact of the chain this familiar can attack and you can forgo one of your own attacks to allow your familiar to use its reaction to make one of its attacks i don't know how much damage it does it's probably like 1d6 i don't think it's anything no but one of the cool things is 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 familiars can also cast you can cast spells through your familiar with a with a range of touch so in some of them they Sometimes need like the it's a casting a spell versus making an attack, but it's like, oh, like I'm going to cast shocking grasp on this, on this right. person. Pretty, pretty, uh, you, you can kind of, I guess, I guess you're casting shocking grasp on this spell. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> both both useful so far. They're, these packs are all good. Uh, Pact of the Tome is the next one. You get a book of shadows, which makes you choose three cantrips from any class's spell list. Uh, and when the book is on your person, which it normally just always is, you can cast those cantrips at will. That's what a cantrip is. They don't count against your number of cantrips owned, so it's like three additional cantrips. And yeah. I think you get... You get two. two. Yeah, so you don't get many cantrips, so it's really, really nice to have the yeah. extra three cantrips. Especially when we're talking about a class that has, like, z- barely any spell slots. You... You'll love having these cantrips. Around. Oh yeah, and if you're not if you're not using a melee weapon, then 
like one of those one of those uh cantrips are probably going to be eldritch blast so then it's like okay i only have one other cantrip but now it's like okay i have four other cantrips right yeah we'll go over eldritch blast i think it's kind of a negative to the class honestly overall but it's like too defining of a feature yeah it's it's just like, like i do that I, I feel like you should just, that should be a class feature where you just get Eldritch Blast and then you get two cantrips. <laughs> yeah, no, I probably should because, yeah, it's like that every warlock selects it anyway. The last is the Pact of the Talisman. This is pretty sweet. You get an amulet, uh, and when the wearer fills an ability check, you can add a D4 to the roll, potentially turning that roll into a success. And you can use it a number of times, even with a proficiency bonus, and you get all that those uses back after a long rest. Just some nice little added. Yeah, here you go. Extra D four on it. You know, you have a little bardic inspiration everywhere. Uh-huh. Well, only on ability checks, right? So that's not saving throws. That's not, not saving throws. Not yeah, attacks. It's, it's just ability checks. Which, how exactly do you fail an ability check? Then you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like You're you would up to a DM to say like, you know, I investigate this. I, I guess you could just add a D4 if you wanted to. I don't know. Yeah, it's it. You, you like I'll I'll have a number in my head to be like, okay, this is a DC 13 investigation check, and if you roll under a 13, then you fail. So then you can I'll tell you you fail, and then you'd be like, okay, now I want to roll a D4. Yeah, unfortunately, like you don't know if you're within four. Um, usually, you're if like if you roll at 17 and you fail. Usually, a D4 <laughs> will kind of get there. <laughs> um, but another thing that's kind of interesting is that initiative rolls are dexterity checks. So you do get kind of an extra D4 in your initiative if you think Oh, that there matters. you go. That's actually huge. I would use yeah. that yeah, all the time. Like, yeah, you just kind of do it. Just, yeah. just always do it. Yeah, like always. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Because you have, a, you have quite a bit of uses. It's equal to your proficiency bonus. That, that could be a lot of uses. Mm-hmm. So that, exactly. yeah, that's sweet. So that's their Pact Boons, which is at level three. We're going to go back a step now to level two to talk about the Eldritch Invocations. Uh, there's a, a 40 options. Okay, yeah, because there's... Sorry, yeah, I, I I thought we were going somewhere else because you choose oh. a patron at level one. Yeah, we're going to go but into we're, but we're, that that's, when that's, we go That's the real subclasses. subclasses. Yeah, yes. exactly. At level one, you get a subclass. Uh, yeah, we are going over the base class right now. So exactly. we're ignoring that already as well. Yes. I just wanted to let everyone know, we know you get the, the <laughs> patron level one. It. We but, mentioned it at level yeah. one. Like, starting level one, you get a subclass, which is crazy. But we're going to talk about the subclasses one by one. We are just going to finish out what the Warlock class gives you. So at level two, you're going to get Eldritch Invocations. This is like, this really is the meat of the class. That these are, oh yeah, this this allows you to do that wizard like, you know, crazy combinations to do some awesome stuff. But then once you have these, it's like okay, but but that's that's what I do. <laughs> I do I do yeah. these two things. <laughs> it it almost feels like you're choosing two feats, and then that's kind of what you're what you're going with, right? And they they're really because they could be any combination of spells. Are we are we going to go over all the invocations or we are we are I, I, I may, okay. uh, yeah we're, we're gonna we, we can glance over a few of them. We're gonna ignore all the uh, unearthed arcana ones too yep. far into the yeah just 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 the regular. We'll start off with uh, agonizing blast. This it has and and a lot of these have prerequisites. Um, a lot yes. of them are super easy to meet. Um, yeah, 
And, and and something to note too is every time you gain a level in Warlock, you can switch out whatever invocations you want to. You don't have to keep it forever and ever and ever. You can switch them out when you get Yeah. And and also and you do like, gain additional ones. You start with two at level two, but you gain additional ones later on. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and then that that's pretty huge. Like otherwise it it, you feel real bad to be like, Oh, I'm gonna do there's there's one that two. gives you swimming speed. And it's just like, okay, well, we're not in water, so that doesn't yeah. matter. That <laughs> <laughs> does nothing. <laughs> you would know if you want to choose that one. But yeah, yeah uh, the Agonizing Blast, this prerequisite is to have Eldritch Blast Cantrip. Well, why would you want the Eldritch Blast Cantrip with this? Well, when you cast Eldritch Blast, you add your Charisma modifier to the damage it deals on a hit. Which uh, Eldritch Blast is a D10. It's a D10. Charisma mods can be up to plus fives, right? And... This triggers for every blast that hits. So at higher levels, the blast hits multiple times. Yes, and the, this is the key why it makes Eldritch Blast different than like Firebolt. So at higher levels, Firebolt does an additional D10, mm. but Eldritch Blast, you make it an additional attack. Multiple bursts. Yeah, so different bolts. Where like a sorcerer or it's like multi attack, but literally uh, just further. Uh, not a sorcerer. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, there was a wizard that you could add your intelligence modifier to. Yeah, the attacks. invocation one. Yeah, and then yeah, the invocation one. But that is just like okay at level five, two d ten plus your intelligence modifier with Eldritch right. Blast. You add your charisma modifier to each one of those, <laughs> so you right. go plus three to charisma. That's an additional plus six to damage, right. which is pretty great. Right. And th- this is kind of the first one among a class of Eldritch Invocations where like you could go for, okay, I'm just going to really buff up my Eldritch Blast cantrip. Right. And I, I, can just I do... played that character and I will say it's very boring. I mean, you literally just stand there and there's no better thing that you can do than literally casting Eldritch Blast every single turn. <laughs> you yeah. don't do anything else because it does so much damage and you're like, well, I'm going to deal my 40 damage. I'm not going to, <laughs> yeah and then there's some other ones um like repelling blasts you can push a creature 10 feet away after you hit yep. with them yeah but I, I i don't know i just see these and i'm like i think the the warlock does suffer from like there are very optimal choices and this one is an optimal choice in damage and if you take it, it's like, well, now the optimal thing to do is Eldritch Blast every freaking turn. <laughs> yeah, it, the Eldritch Blast base build, and we're taking a lot of time on this, just because we'll breeze through all the other. Eldritch because there's Blast a lot of Eldritch Blast, though. Like, yeah. this is a, a a thing with the. This Warlock. is like this is based. This is like a sub subclass of Warlock. Yeah, oh, cause, um, right, because it literally goes. For, it stands for all subclass. Your subclasses yeah. could be nothing, and you could be just Eldritch Blasting all day. Eldritch long. Blasting everything. <laughs> this, this is like the classic one where like. This draws the eye of the new player who's like, ooh, I'm going to be Eldritch Blast. It does, right? Like, I don't have to try to be good. I just, just Eldritch Blast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you, you do do cool stuff with it. So, but like, and then the more uh, experienced player was like, okay, I've done that. This is basically kind of like a fighter, but with Eldritch Blast. Uh, but now I want to do some other like random nonsense that the other indications do. So I wouldn't right. be surprised if you see a lot of like first time players picking this up. 
and doing it and just having a good time. And then that's exactly what I did. This was like one of my first characters, right? I was like, I I played one campaign and did like no damage and was really frustrated and then went like, well, how can I do damage? And like immediately saw the warlock class and was like, oh, well, that's there you go. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) there's damage. That's easy. Um, All right. Moving down is the armor of shadows. You can cast mage armor at yourself uh, on yourself at will. There's no prerequisites for this without expending a spell slot. So you just kind of always have mage armor, which warlocks have a very bad ac so it's pretty yeah, sweet they have like light like armor proficiency plus. yeah they can only do simple weapons yeah mage armor is good they, it's a good one if, it's if a good you want to and it's it's really good so like i mentioned you can switch these out so this one's just like a sweet one at like level two when you need some sort of protection to not die Maybe grab this at level two because if you're if you're not going to use any of these other ones, and then switch it out once you've found armor and it's fine and it's better than the mage armor, just switch it out. Yeah, and and if you have a lot uh, a uh, lot of a, don't know what I'm trying to say a large <laughs> dex mod, it could be just like just as good as like plate mail. And right, in some cases, right. if your dex mod's nice, yeah, this could be huge. And one of the kind of the weird things you have to think about since you only have two spell slots it's not like you can continuously cast your polymorphs or other concentration spells over and over again and so you really really want those to stick around so boosting your ac like this it can be help out your spell casting all right the the next one down and i love this one the prerequisite is ninth level so you have to be higher Mm -hmm. but it's the ascendant step you can cast levitate on yourself at will without expending a spell slot now, I basically was doing this as Swifty, and I, I can tell you it's incredible. Like, it is so useful in so many situations. Mm-hmm. So I, when I saw this, I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Like, I, I totally, I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Levitate is one of your, one of your like, pet spells that, Absolutely. like, I love doesn't Levitate. get talked about enough. I love Levitate, and I love that this class is, and you just, it's so nice with these invocations that they include the fact that you can cast them without expending your spell slots. That, yeah. Otherwise, this would really stink, right? Like it would be, it, it would still be nice if you got the levitate spell. I'm sure I would still find uses for it, even with my limited spell slots. I would end up using it sometimes. Right. But with this way, oh my gosh, I just always have levitate. <laughs> yeah. And and on that point. Uh, make sure you be careful a little bit, dear readers, because some of these invocations, they do mention spells that you can cast, but they do cost a spell slot. Yes. Uh, this now one had says some you can confusion cast with our I think warlock. it's because it's ninth level that like... And you know, it's a level this. it's a level two spell. I, I'm sure right. there's just some sort of cutoff in level where like, oh, right? level it's two like, or below, it's at will level. Yep, yep, I agree. Whatever. So that, that's probably... All right, the aspect of the moon is the next one. This prerequisite is that you have to be the Pact of the Tome. Uh, the Pact of the Tome was, of course, that book one where you get three extra cantrips. Um, this one is you no longer need to sleep uh, and can't be forced to sleep by any means. That's like a DM's worst nightmare. Uh, and you get like, to God. gain the benefit. Yeah, right. To gain the benefits of a long rest, you can spend all eight hours doing light activities such as reading your book of shadows and keeping watch. So just and- you can be the ultimate watch guard now. You know that they added keeping watch specifically for DMs who are just like, well, keeping watch can be strenuous, so it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> and they're yeah, like, this is the no, watchdog feet. Uh, yeah. it's, it's fine. Yeah, help. I mean, if if this is a meta call for your group, if if you feel like 
this is something that's really important. I, I haven't found that watches are ever like super necessary. It's pretty easy to cycle out on watch and whatnot. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty easy. So I know some people will like the, the nighttime is what like ooh, this is one story or like you get ambushed happens. Yeah, um, and this kind of puts the kibosh on that. But, but um, yeah. yeah. Next one is beast speech. You can cast speak with animals at will. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool stuff. Beguiling influence. You gain proficiency in the deception and persuasion skills. That's useful. Th- those are two very highly used skills. And I don't know if we mentioned this off the top, but uh, warlocks are a charisma based spellcaster. Yeah. So, so we're going to have a high charisma. So these, but in, this is one of those things that you'll want to know if you're going to take it before you choose your proficiencies uh, in your yeah, uh, background. If you've already and, chosen yeah. them, this literally does nothing for you. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I want how many people are just like, oh, I already chose deception, yeah. and then Which I you, normally I saw people this. would right like that, yeah. those are pretty. Yeah, like I would choose those too if I was building a character. And I, I I wish this had the clause at the end of it, and if if someone came up to me, I'd be like, yeah, sure, pick another proficiency. But I wish that like. Oh, if you're already proficient in deception, choose another proficiency on the warlock ability right. list to pick that one. Right. Uh, the next one is the uh, bewitching whispers. Prerequisite is a seventh level, so you have to be seventh level, and you can cast compulsion once using a warlock spell slot. So, like you right. mentioned, this one you have to use that spell slot, and you can't do it again until you finish a long rest. So, even if you have an extra spell slot lying around, if you've used it. That's all you get. You get to use it once. Compulsion. I don't know. How do we rate compulsion? It's good. Yeah. If you like compulsion, <laughs> to take it. If you don't, you know. <laughs> there, that's going to happen with a lot of these where there's going to be like, it's just, you get this spell that you can use. And it's like, I, which is right. nice though. It's like, if they're very specific and you know, people have characters in mind that they say, I really want like compulsion out of nowhere, but I'm a warlock and like, Oh, well, right, well just like go. an option. And, and no matter what subclass you chose. And an one of the good things about this opposed to um, like, when you choose your patron, one of the biggest benefits you have is you uh, have an expanded spell list. So that's one of the main contributing factors to choosing your your patron. But you kind of do that at the beginning where you don't know how useful any of those uh, spells are going to be. But here at seventh level, it is kind of nice just being like, oh, well, now I know if compulsion is going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. If I, if I know that that'd be something useful to have on hand. Mm-hmm. Next one is the bond of the talisman. So obviously it's going to require that talisman. What? Feature. Yeah, that's surprising, I, right? I you also you. have to be 12th level for this one. It's pretty Better high be good. Yeah, better be good. When someone else is wearing your talisman, so you can, and you can put it on anyone you want, and it doesn't say it has to be on your persons, but to use it, it has to be on your person. So if you mm-hmm. put it on someone else, they can use the talisman's effects, which is to add the D4. Um, you can use your action to teleport to the unoccupied space closest to them, provided the two of you are on the, are on the same plane of existence. So it doesn't have like a range. This is pretty nuts. (laughs) Yeah, that's insane. And then the wearer of your talisman can do the same thing using their action to teleport to you. So they can just do it back to you. Uh, The teleportation can be used a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus. So you get a bunch of the teleports. Yeah. And also your, so your proficiency bonus at level 12 is four. So 
This is nuts. Four <laughs> times you can teleport back and forth to each other until another wrong rest, and then you can do it again. You can do some shenanigans with this, yeah. too. The, the shenanigan level on this ability is quite high. Yeah, right? It like, just, just give it to the guy that can already, like, teleport himself somewhere, and you guys just be, like, blinking all, all over the constellation. Yeah. It, I'm interested to see how wearing... I'm you Listeners, you can't see this, but I'm air-quoting wearing is. Because does that mean, like, can you sleight of hand it in somebody's pocket, and then they walk into the building you're trying to get into, and then you teleport to them? Right. Uh, is that... But that's not, like, wearing. That's just on their person. Um, but man, this is awesome. This is, this is the kind of thing that I'm just like, this is the reason why I'm taking the Yeah. Yeah. Right. This is why you go talisman. Yeah. Cause you're like, well, 12th level, man, I'm going to get, we're going to pull some shenanigans just for this like little thing that I got. Send somebody in to break (laughs) into like a bank or something, steal some stuff. They get caught. This teleport out out of you and you can be (laughs) in another city. Anywhere. You can be anywhere. There's no, it's. Holy crap. Yeah, that that is nuts. It's absolutely oh nuts. Gosh. Um, all right, the Book of Ancient Secrets. This one requires you to be the Patch of the Tome where you get all the cantrips. Um, now you're going to choose two first-level spells that have the ritual tag from any class's spell list. They don't even need to be from the same spell list. So just two first-level ritual spells from anywhere. Uh They'll appear in your book and count as, you know, your spells. They don't count against the number of spells you know. So you just get two extra spells that are ritual cast, which is important. Right. Because rituals don't use your spell slots. Uh, as long as you cast them as a ritual. Usually means they take longer to cast. Um, so, yeah, two extra spells here. And you can do the wizard thing where if you find a spell scroll mm, or something, you can you add, can it, add it if, if it has the ritual tag. If it has a ritual, okay, so they they tagged it with that as like the only math thing, right? Exactly. That's sweet. Yeah, build up some spells, and as a warlock, that's nice to have just yeah. more things at your disposal. There's so many ritual spells that are like super useful, like identify, and I I forget if detect magic is also a ritual spell, but like these wait, identify might be a second level spell. I forget. I think it is. Yeah. Um, but you can just do some. Might you can just do some fun stuff, but you can uh, you can just like ask your DM to be like, "Hey, can I have? <laughs> Maybe I'll have one of these spells in the in the, right. in the dungeon." The next is the chains of Carceri. This one uh, requires you to be fifteenth level and have the Pact of the Chain, which is where you get your familiar. Now you can cast Hold Monster at will, but it has to be targeting a Celestial Fiend or Elemental. Uh, you don't have the spells. Uh, expend a spell slot or have the material components for it and you have to finish a long rest before you can use the invocation on the same creature again so because it it lets you cast it at will without expending anything but you can only do it on it's limited by the target like exactly only target that thing once it's basically powerful but at 15th level man and it only targets celestial fiends and elementals yeah this is definitely the epitome of you'll know it You'll know when you want you're never going to touch this thing with Temple. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're going into the elemental plane of fire, it's like your end, end raid boss, right. then sure, this will be fantastic. Right. Um, because basically, the reason why they put that clause in there is so people don't spam hold monster on, like, if you're fighting right, Orcus. Right. And they keep, yeah, they <laughs> it's just, just like, it. all right. I, I both- like that tag. I don't like the... 
only uh, keeping it to Celestial Fiend and Elemental. Yeah, I, yeah, it is kind of limiting. That that's really limiting to me. Like only those three creature types is like yeah, mm. level fifteen. You're gonna be hard pressed to be like. You know what I mean? They already they already said like you can't do it more than once on the creature. So yeah, why, yeah I just okay. I, well, that one's done then. I can't use that on that creature anymore. <laughs> like, and, and usually they include like Fey and Undead at these kind of things, where it's just like, yeah. okay, you can do it on more creature types. Like at, at 15th level, let him target whatever he wants. It's your 15th <laughs> level. <laughs> why the why the, the that? Uh, the next one's Cloak of Flies. This requires you to be 5th level. And as a bonus action, you can surround yourself with a magical aura that has looks like buzzing flies. It extends 5 feet from you in every direction, so not very far. But not through total cover. And it lasts until you're incapacitated or you dismiss it. It'll grant you advantage on intimidation checks, but disadvantage on all other charisma checks. <laughs> That's hilarious. If you're trying to persuade somebody, but you're covered in flies, you're going to have a Covered in flies, they're like, nah. Uh, and if any other creature starts its turn in the aura, which is literally only five feet, so if they are literally next to you, they'll take poison damage equal to your charisma mod, so up to five damage, which is not a lot. Yeah. Um, and once you've used the invocation, you can't use it again until, for a short or long. I don't think this is ever that useful. No, I, I feel like you're it. taking this only for the flavor. Yeah, right. Like, you wanted to be covered in flies for some reason. Yeah, yeah. five damage is not, and that's that's five damage if you have a twenty charisma. You're doing yeah. a lot better stuff with a twenty charisma, yeah, <laughs> like, like like taking agonizing bass and dealing you know ten extra damage. <laughs> exactly, and a lot of times, like intimidation checks are one of the easiest things for to pass <laughs> to yeah, and to like get the help action on to get advantage pieces. Mm. If, like two people are involved, you can yeah, be like, okay, both of you roll or yeah, roll intimidate with advantage. I agree with that. Um, exactly. All right, so. the next is uh, the Devil's Sight. This is pretty neat. You you can see normally in darkness, both magical and non. This is one of the, one of the only abilities in the game that allows you to see through magical darkness. Yeah, it is pretty. It is pretty so wild. Really sweet. If you could ever pair this with the darkness spell, it would yeah. be friggin' sweet because you can see through it and no one else can. Can't get targeted if they can't see you. And, and dark, also, darkness is one of those neater radius ones where, like, it could be you could cast it on an object on your person, and it and the darkness comes with mm. you, which is sweet. And also, it's a distance of 120 feet. Normally, dark vision is only I think 60, 60. feet. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Some have superior dark vision, which right. is basically what this is. Yeah, the 120. But the the magical darkness, like, I think that's the biggest part of that. This is a this is a huge thing. I think and that like comes you said, up you more can, than you think. <laughs> you can use it offensively, and then it's just you know, there's a lot of like under dark stuff. that's like, oh, I'm gonna cast darkness on this right. thing, and it's like, cool. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I can see. So you'll probably know if you want that, but. Uh, it, It'd be cool to have a build with it. So. Also, make sure you let your DM every time that they mention it's dark out that you have dark vision now to 120 feet. Yeah. <laughs> make they'll sure love they it. Know. <laughs> yeah. The next is the dreadful word. You have to be seventh level for this, and you can cast confusion once, and you have to use the spell slot for this. And you can't until you finish a long rest. Confusion's a sweet spell. Pretty sweet. Love confusion, but. Uh, the next is the Eldritch Mind. You have advantage on constitution saving throws that you make to maintain concentration on a spell. That's really useful. It is useful. 
but there yeah there's like a feat called warcast which does the same thing and you can make opportunity attacks so it's I like mean, but still this basically giving you a feat yeah so it, <laughs> it, nothing wrong with that nothing yeah. wrong with that uh the one thing i will say is the warlock doesn't concentrate on spells well and that's because they're so limited on spell slots but i i think it makes the the ones you are concentrating on like yeah, very important to concentrate because, yeah right it's like it if i lose suck. this i do nothing <laughs> yeah it, it just sucks so much you're like okay i cast banishment on the demon prince <laughs> and then it's, it's like oh you trip over a rock and take one damage and you roll that one you're like okay that's i'm done right right uh so yeah it, it is useful i I think I'd rather take the feet and then pick another. Uh, yeah, but then you have thing. to use your ability score improvement on on, on a feat. That's true. Doing that. That's true. So this one does not require you to do that. Um, Eldritch Sight is the next one. You can cast Detect Magic at will without using a spell slot or material components. Super useful spell, especially to have at will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, you just have like like heat vision for magic our our <laughs> warlock and our campaign has, has this, this and uses it to yeah. great effect yeah i, I th- there was like a you know there's a point in everyone's campaign where they go like i'm really annoyed that we keep falling into all these magical traps and then yep. the one guy's like all right well i'm gonna take detect magic and sometimes it's not enough because they use it like twice and then they end up in another situation like well I can't just keep using my spell slots. Right. Like, this I warlock's don't... just like, oh, I just, I know. I, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's, yeah. So when she's like, oh, is that, is that like anything you describe as fancy? That is, <laughs> Miles is just like, I cast check magic. I was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just always, which, why not? Maybe yeah, like, exactly. That's, that's what why it's why there not? for. He's like, is it magical? Always, you should always use it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Try to slip one past me. Yeah, the next is the Eldritch Smite. This is kind of funny. It requires fifth level and Pact of the Blade um, to, to make your Pact Weapon. And once per turn, when you hit a creature with your Pact Weapon, you can expend a Warlock spell slot to deal an extra 1d8 force damage, plus another 1d8 per level of the spell slot, uh, which is actually huge damage because, again, the Warlock has to use the always the highest. Yeah. Uh, it only goes up to, what, fifth level, fifth you said? Level. So, like... 5d8 though is uh well that, that's actually it's, six because it's 68 yeah. on an attack and you can t- knock the target prone if it's huge or smaller so this knocking the target big. prone is pretty big because <laughs> pretty good like it, when they're I prone what everyone gets advantage on them yeah like and also i don't see a save attached to that no, it just it just says just, you can knock the you target. You just do prone. it. Then if everyone... it's the the prerequisite though is that it has to be huge. You know, right? Like if it's yeah, yeah, monstrously so, huge or whatever. It it is, gar- yeah, so gargantuan creatures. Gargantuan, then you can't. Which makes sense, but yeah, I so one of my NPC villains in the Curse of Straw campaign uh, used this to great effect on a crit. This this is the paladin's divine smite ability but that's what's funny right is they just made the warlock a paladin here which is really yeah. funny to me <laughs> yeah exactly i want to be a paladin okay i want to be I like all right sure you just get to do the same thing <laughs> <laughs> uh the next is the eldritch spear you need the eldritch blast cantrip some more the eldritch blast build it makes eldritch blast range 300 feet <laughs> it's hilarious yeah it's this already is, like what 120? Though? It's 120. So <laughs> this is one of those things that like when you read it without 
playing a lot of D anD D, you're like, oh, this is crazy. That's huge. Yeah, that's insane. Never feet. And then it's like you're it never, never playing on a battlefield that's three hundred feet long. Ever. Yeah. Like the only time this will matter is if you are like role playing and like, oh, I'm gonna try to distract the guards by like hitting something that long. I don't know, but <laughs> that's super weird. Yeah, yeah definitely not as useful as it sounds. Uh, the eyes of the rune keeper is the next one. You can read all writing. That's I can fun. see that kind of seems like something that like a random class feature should just give you on like a random thing. I, don't I know. think monks think have some. something similar. Yeah, or, or maybe it's a subclass too. monk where they can like understand all spoken languages right, or something. Right. Uh, but yeah, the our warlock has this and uses it to great effect when somebody <laughs> wants to be like, "Oh, it's an, this ancient, archaic text message. What does it say?" Oh, okay, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely useful in role playing for sure mm-hmm. in certain situations. Uh, the far scribe is the next one. You need fifth level and the pact of the tome. Uh, a new page appears in your book of shadows. <laughs> With your permission, a creature can use its action to write its name on that page, which can contain a number of names equal to your proficiency bonus. You can cast the sending spell, uh, targeting creature whose name is on the page. So I imagine our warlock has this as well because he's asked for us to write he our names. He does page. not. There's another oh, one. Okay. Oh, okay. There's another one. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's true because he's never cast sending. Um, I've never seen him cast sending, but sending is a useful spell. That's kind of, it's you know it's, you can it's so theoretically useful. talk to people from anywhere. It has no range. Uh, yeah, so super useful. Uh, yep, yeah. So you get to cast sending. Um, I think you can only the and when they reply, the message appears on the book on the Without page instead of in your mind. Yeah, you're yeah. using the book to talk. It's like they changed sending spell, which is actually neat. I like that they yeah. Made it in script rather than talking through your mind i'm trying yeah nice. it says you can cast a spell as, without using a spell going. slot and without yep, you just keep bones. going you just keep doing it yeah this can be this is like feels like one of the most useful things it's you really just, useful it, you, you have a third level spell <laughs> at, essentially <laughs> a free walkie-talkie yeah i like far scribe that's really sweet Again, I mean, so you have to be packed to the tome, that which is yeah. limiting enough that I'm fine with them making this really good. Exactly, that, that's yeah. sweet. You have and you have to, to get tome. somebody to sign the book, so you yeah, can. yeah, and yeah. and you gotta they gotta know what. Which they're is a fun for. role play kind of moment. I like that. Uh, the fiendish vigor you can cast false life on your spell at will as a first level spell slot, which I think is that's just what temporary hit points. Yeah, one d four plus four. Yeah, one d four plus four. Kind of nice that you. Uh, it's not that good because you got to use an action to do it every turn. So it does give you like a little minor healing spell every turn if you want it, but that kind of wastes your action. Yeah, this is, um, and you can only do it on yourself. So this is like yeah. right before a fight, you go like, okay, I'm going to cast false. Life. Yeah. Right. It gives, it gives you that little boost. <laughs> yeah. But like at higher levels, an extra eight You're temporary hit points, it. which is the maximum doesn't seem like it matters which, that much. Which, so with that said though, it doesn't require anything. So, yeah, picking this up at level two actually could be really, really nice. At level two, this seems big. And then you yeah. just switch it out. And then on. just switch it out, yeah, as soon as you get higher and the cooler stuff unlocks. Uh, Gaze of two minds. You can use your action to touch a willing human and perceive through its senses until the end of your next turn. Um, so it kind of turns someone into your fine familiar, right? Um, yeah. You can use your action to maintain the connection and... Yeah, uh, 
not into this one that much. I, maybe, yeah. There's probably some cool stuff you could do here, but this this one kind of misses for me mostly just because of the mechanics of role playing like yeah if you hard. send the rogan to go do something then they're going to describe it to you guys anyway and it's kind of like <laughs> sure you can pretend you didn't hear it they could try to hide stuff from you but like <laughs> i i don't really know what like is the oh if only i had gaze of two minds then everything would work out yeah yeah um, we'll move on the ghostly gaze. You require seventh level as an action. You gain the abilities to see through objects to a range of thirty feet. Within that range, you have dark vision if you don't already have it, and it lasts for one minute, and you have to concentrate on it. Uh, and you can't use it again for a short, long rest. There's some cool things I'm sure you could do with this too. Seeing through walls sounds pretty awesome. That just that sounds like when you imagine playing D and you're just like oh, i just want to do crazy stuff it's like I, oh, awesome, i have x-ray vision right? now yeah that's really that's awesome that's just yeah. i feel like you could always find some time where this is sweet to use yeah, yeah i like can, this one a lot yeah you can just like what's in that chest what's behind that door yeah hey what's, what's in the chest yeah let's see if yeah exactly I, this is there's gonna be uses for this there's always uses for seeing through shit always yeah and also i love that it's a short rest thing which kind of just whenever things line up with your character class it's pretty nice yeah uh, so I, I love this one all right the gift of the depths this is what you mentioned before this one's you can breathe underwater and you game is swimming speed which i think is actually really huge there just like yeah. get the swimming speed equal to your walking speed you also get to cast water breathing so i'm pretty sure that can uh, uh you can only use it once though you gain the ability to do so when you finish the long rest but you can cast that on someone else right because you already it's can breathe water. water breathing is up to 10 water up to creatures. 10 oh my god so you, that's that's really sweet just like everyone we can all breathe underwater now Dumb. yeah 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 that's really sweet i like that that is so one you'll, of you'll know if you want to use that though, exactly right? like a water campaign and it's at five Damn. fifth level so i i yeah. forgot it was a prerequisite at fifth level so yeah. it's kind of nice that you'd be like okay we're out in the middle of the ocean hey i'm just now's gonna take the time. a time yeah now's the time and, and yeah the, and these oh yeah it is nice that yeah fifth level we're in the ocean pick this up sixth level we're back in dungeons no water about around exactly get rid of it get rid of it yeah keep keep on toes just like the you know wizard this what spellcasters do the gift of the ever-living ones. You need to be packed to the chain, have the familiar, and it's because when you regain hit points while your familiar is within 100 feet of you, treat any dice rolled to determine the hit points you regain as having rolled their maximum value for you. That's pretty sweet. It is kind of, like, kind of crazy. It's not crazy I mean, all, all minor healing potions now give you six health right i mean because it's d4 plus four yeah so actually all minor healing potions do eight healing every time now yeah and uh yeah cure wounds pretty nuts in it in a, in a healing word on you a real quick healing word on you is just like an instant like, like eight d6 <laughs> yeah yeah six to eight sweet yeah healing word is a d4 before yeah four and then the plus whatever and that's why plus it's whatever. six like yeah plus four probably uh the gift of the protectors you need ninth level and pack to the tome this is oh this might be what he has then a new page yep. appears in your book of shadows and people have to write their names on it when any creature whose name is on the page is reduced to zero hit points but not killed outright they drop to one hit point instead uh, and once that is triggered, no creature can benefit from it again until you finish a long rest. Yeah, this is uh, 
this is definitely useful going into a boss fight you just like feel a little bit better where like okay if someone if something crazy happens and they pop someone back up yeah just pop somebody back up that's really sweet and is it uh that creature has to use its action to do it okay it's not like a reaction Uh, it says with your permission oh oh uses action to write its name to write the name down yeah so the magic just triggered, and it doesn't even use your reaction then. Yeah, it just it's it's kind of like the 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 half orcs racial ability. Yeah, and just, there's no there's is no choice. It's like the first one to drop to the you know to zero. It right, just, it it triggers. It, yeah, and then, yeah. that uses up the magic. Yeah, and then the fight with Strahd, the uh, lawful good paladin who didn't want to write his name in this. This accursed went book down. went down. <laughs> That's you're so right, and he died. He literally, he and he just straight up died. died. Yeah, he legit died. We brought him back to life. Brought him back to life. Yeah, <laughs> he died. <laughs> he died. You died. He he could have been alive if he wrote his name down. Uh, the grasp of Hazar. This is the Eldritch Blast one that we were talking about that actually reels him in, brings him in ten feet closer to you, and it doesn't have to happen. It, it you may. Um, <laughs> it's a, i don't want to close to me but yeah oh my god i don't want to keep pulling them closer to me uh so you know, I mean, this is super useful though there, there's so many i love the forcing people to move when they don't want to kind of abilities right. they're, they're fun improved pack weapon this obviously needs a pack to the blade and this is actually really nice uh when you have your pack to the blade when you summon your weapon that weapon now gets a plus one bonus to its attack and damage rolls and and You'll see. Oh, and also, so this is the one like I was mentioning. Now you can um, conjure. So it's it's long range weapons that you can't. Right. So you can do two handed weapons. You can't do bows and stuff. If you grab improved packed weapon, you can. Now you can do short bows, long bows, crossbows. Yeah, and it's really that ability that that kind of makes it. It's like the yeah, in the beginning of the good. game, the additional plus one is pretty good. But then eventually yeah. you get and, plus and they have they have a plus two and a plus three version of this. They do? Okay. They do. It's called, like, Superior Packed Weapon at ninth level. Oh, brings it to plus yeah. two. And then, technically, this is part of ult, uh, Unearthed Arcana. But at yeah. 15th level, it goes up to plus three. Plus three. Got Which it. makes sense. If you're 15th level now, yeah. You're just like, all right, let's re-up this. But, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. but now, if you find a cool longbow, you can be, like, this weird... And you don't take Eldritch Blast. You can, you yes. can just be this, like, cool archer-like thing, yep. which is pretty sweet yep uh the next one's the investment of the chain master you need to pack to the chain and this just makes your find familiar ridiculous <laughs> now the familiar has a flying speed or a swimming speed your choice of 40 feet doesn't matter a flying rat i guess whatever uh as a yeah. bonus action <laughs> it's awesome yeah now, so now you don't have to uh forego one of your attacks now as a bonus action you can command the familiar to take its attack action uh the familiar's weapon attacks are considered magical uh and if the familiar familiar forces a creature to make a saving throw it uses your spell save dc i'm surprised that it doesn't initially because like you said like you can cast through it right i would think that it used your spell save dc i guess i wonder if this is for like i wonder does poisonous snake Force a, a spell set or a DC. Oh, or a con save. Yeah, if it Some, has its attack, maybe, I guess. Yeah. And now it's saying, okay, now upgrade to your spell save DC, which is probably better. Right. Eh, yeah, that's yeah. true. 
Uh, and when a familiar takes damage, you can use your reaction to grant it resistance against that damage. It does use up your reaction to do this, and mm-hmm. I don't know how much you care about your familiar because you can always just recast it. But yeah, and usually oh. the familiars like don't have a lot of HP, so in the beginning level, yeah, right, it's matter, probably going to die even with resistance. Probably, it's like okay, your 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 seven hit point owl is going to take thirty eight fire damage, <laughs> just like resistance. Added <laughs> option. Added option. All right, the Lance of Lethargy. This is the Eldritch Blast uh, cantrip one that reduces the speed of a creature when you hit it by 10 feet. Uh, any thoughts on the Lance of Lethargy? The the speed reduced by 10 is pretty useful in certain scenarios, but... I, I'm going to level with you. I have never seen this used, um, and I feel like this is one of those things that is just like, once I see it used, I'll understand how good it is, but... That's fair. I, I, yeah, I can't really fat. Like, I don't know. When you're running away, you're never using your action to cast a spell behind you to like slow something. Yeah, down. because you could that dash really for additional yeah, movement. Exactly. That's not really a scenario that happens. So, I don't know. You're using this to try and keep people from getting away is more likely, especially with a, you know, 120 foot range spell. Yeah. Uh, 10 feet is not stopping them in their tracks though so (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know i i I could see in like i could see this being kind of like a trap where it works really well in one situation time and everyone and then everyone's like this is so good i'm gonna use it all the time always use this yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh the next is the life drinker this is for 12th level pack to the blades this is going to grant extra necrotic damage equal to your charisma modifier. So here's like the agonizing blast version of like you mentioned. If you're going straight blade builds. Right, exactly. You got this version. doesn't come till 12th level here though, which is, you know, agonizing blast is immediately. Yeah, and I because you also get your dex mod on weapon damage. So it's mm. like if you have it, like a plus three on both. It's, yeah. yeah, that's pretty sweet. Uh, Maddening Hex. This requires you to be 5th level and have the Hex spell or a Warlock feature that curses, it says. So, so uh, Hexblade. Hexblades, or uh, there's like the Sign of Ill Omen, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, like that. So as a bonus action, you can cause a Psychic Disturbance around whatever's cursed by you. When you do so, it deals Psychic damage to the cursed target and each creature within 5 feet of it equal to your charisma mod so not a lot of damage though and it uses your whole bonus action yeah this is kind of interesting like i i could see this being like hey i have nothing else to do on my bonus action might as well do right. an extra four damage a turn do that but <sighs> um i think honestly the most useful thing is it's two separate instances of damage so for when you're fighting oh. against concentration it's right. two um checks that they have to succeed on yeah exactly yeah i just i don't love it i i, I don't love it for a whole because you also it's required to get a curse up imagine like you you're out of spell slots now you can't get the curse up or the curse was is a curse a saving throw for a hex i don't think there is a saving throw it's just it's um you cast hex, you just cast hex. And then they take an well there's not a saving throw for this not not for this but like to get a hex on someone Correct. Yeah, there is no saving throw. Oh, okay, okay. Not bad. 
the Mask of Many Faces, you can cast Disguise Self at will. That's actually pretty sweet. I think this is the most fun. Yeah. Out that, of all that, the at will ones. And it's no requirements, so just right second, you know, right at, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This, 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 that's like one of those things you know if you wanted to build this, you would grab this. You know Exactly, you yeah. If you, in like... This uh, may be a little foreshadowing for uh, our characters, but like, if you're also going to get like the the uh, the one that gets proficiency in deception and persuasion and disguise self, you could be like full face, right? Right. Uh, the next one is Master of Myriad Forms. This is fifteenth level and it just upgrades it from disguise self to alter self. Right. Alter self is pretty interesting. Um, I don't know. How good is at fifteenth level? Like you're doing. I either. Seems uh, like you're, you're you've moved on by then. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Don't know. I agree. Minions of Chaos is ninth level. You can cast Conjure Elemental once using a spell slot uh, and get it back. So if you wanted an Elemental, uh, this that's like a sweet one. If like if you wanted an Elemental in your builds, you just have one at ninth level. Yeah, this this is so cool because you can cool. you can do like a whole lot of like role playing stuff where if you're if your patron asks anything to do with the elements, you can be like, yes, I'm, you know, summoning a fire elemental from the pits of hell or something. Yep. Um, it's super cool. Also having just an extra like pile of hit points lying around can be, can be pretty useful. Next one is the mire, the mind you can cast slow at fifth level. You have to be fifth level. You can cast slow once using a warlock spell slot. Slow is very powerful. Slow is insane. Yeah, <laughs> so not, that's it. Not, not yeah. a bad choice. Yeah, Misty Visions. You can cast Silent Image at will without expending the spell. Uh, I don't know. Silent yeah, that, you fun. gotta have that in mind. Yeah, you gotta be this yeah. tricksy thing that needed this for some reason. Because otherwise, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. One with shadows. Uh, you need to be fifth level. When you're an air in an area of dim light or darkness, you can use your action to become invisible. So not just like it's like super hide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until you move or take an action or a reaction so you're only invisible until you just do something yeah it's like you go into a place and then you become invisible and then you're listening for information or something yeah because you can't combat it doesn't really do you get advantage i think you do right even if you yes. suddenly became uninvisible I yeah think it is you do get advantage I believe. it is kind because of a weird like wording hide. Hide does the same thing if you hide, hide does the same thing yeah, yeah if you hide you will get an advantage on the next attack yeah, it is weird. It's like you put invisible until you take an action or reaction. So you can like, you can like, I, I don't know when you become uninvisible in the process, but like you're still hidden. Yeah, this is interesting. You'll definitely know when you want to use this. It seems kind of pointless unless you're in like a, ooh, like information, like spy type campaign where sitting around and not moving is right. advantageous in any way. The other otherworldly leap requires it to be ninth level for some reason. You can cast jump at will. Hilarious. I don't know why you need to be ninth level. Yeah, who who was the guy who was pounding the table at Wizards of the Coast R and D to be like jumps the most powerful spell in the yeah, world? I, you can't. At, <laughs> at ninth level, you can get the one that gives you levitate. Screw jumping to that building. I could just fly up there. I don't need to. Right. Jump. It's like literally levitate. <laughs> right like okay. i mean jump if you have jump you can you know make and you do it at will you can make everyone jump which is cool but like yeah ninth level that would be cool at like a second level is like a gimmicky thing that you can do all of a yeah. sudden but like at ninth level you do 
half the people can freaking fly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's so many people who are like, oh, I'm just going to like like wild shape into an eagle and carry yeah. carry through people across. Oh, I'm going to polymorph. And it's like, oh, I'm going to levitate. Yeah, I'm going to like, jump. It's like, jump. <laughs> what, what's your strength by the fire? Negative one. All right, cool. <laughs> you still can't jump as far as the fighter. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so, oh, I don't get it. Uh, t- protection of the talisman is uh, requires the talisman feature, obviously, and seventh level. Now this adds saving throws into the talisman feature. This makes can, it. Yeah, this Remo. is huge. Right. If you if you fail a saving throw, you can add the D four to the roll, potentially turning that save into a success, and that's infinitely better than ability checks. <laughs> I mean, that is yeah. like night and day. So so much better. It's still only a D four, which I mean, so it might you're not work. you're never like oh good, I have to roll a saving throw. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So this is just a use them up. Yeah, that that's sweet. Next one is the rebuke of the talisman. Same thing, it requires Pact of the Talisman, no level requirement. If the wearer of your talisman, generally it's you, uh, is hit by an attacker you can see within 30 feet of you, I imagine they are if it's you being hit, you can use your reaction to deal psychic damage to the attacker equal to your proficiency bonus, so that's not a lot of damage, but you also push it up to 10 feet away from the talisman's wearer. That's... Yes, and so the reason why, just to, like... We understand, but I just want to spell it out. Is The reason why this is so powerful is that, okay, so you're standing where you are, and then, like, there is a monster or creature that has, like, four attacks. If they have to move your full movement towards you, they can only ever get one attack in on you. Right. So because they attack you once, you scratch 10 feet back, (laughs) they've used all their movement, so they can't continue moving. Now they've... What are they going to do? Waste all their other attacks? Because they've already initiated the attack action. They can't hold the rest of their attacks. So they just don't have any range. Um, uh, and, and another useful thing about it is they're pushed 10 feet away now. If you wanted to move away the next turn, you won't be taking an opportunity attack. Exactly. Because they are this, pushed away from you. So, yeah. This, this, is, this can awesome. negate so much damage. Now, just yeah, right. nothing if somebody's casting spells at you. But right, because it's only attackers within 30 feet. I, it this also is... is just nice that it adds like a reaction to your kit, right? Yeah. Reactions are, are tough to get into your action economy. They they're, really, they're really pretty are. Rare. Yeah, they're pretty rare. And this is like one that'll come up, I don't know, all the time. I mean, all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and not every range character is standing 60 feet away from you either. There's going to be a bunch of times when someone's like 20 feet away from you and now you get to use this just to deal an extra, you know, four damage, three damage. But right. yeah, this is super useful. You take it right away. You're probably going to keep it for a while. You're probably going to keep it for a while. Yeah. That one you probably won't, won't get rid of. Once you realize how useful it is, you're like, mm, yeah, yeah. I can't, that's not the one I'm getting rid of. The Relentless Hex, and that's even more powerful. Seventh level requires you to have the Hex or the Curses, like we mentioned. Oops. It went away. Um, it'll make a temporary bond between you and your target. As a bonus action, you can now oh. magically teleport uh, up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space to that target. Uh, okay. This has got to be for just hex blades that, like, yep. want to yeah. just, stay just within the range of them. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're not going to take this if you just are using the hex spell for any reason. Yeah. Yeah. So, pretty specific. Repelling blast. So now it's the Eldritch Evolution, uh, Eldritch Blast one that pushes them 10 feet. Pretty useful. Pretty useful. Especially because it's each time the blast hits. 
So, like, it, it, at, at late levels, if you get, like, four blasts and they all hit, you could push something 40 feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty nuts. <laughs> That's gross. That's gross. Uh, Sculptor of Flesh. Uh, seventh level, you can cast Polymorph once. Using a spell slot, Polymorph's a very powerful spell. Warps very powerful. The game, actually. So that's sweet, right at seventh level. I, most warlocks select polymorph anyway, and you don't have many spell choices. So like, it's nice. To yeah, just, like, is polymorph on the spell list? I kind of forgot. I kind of. How else would Miles have it, right? Because he has this. He took this feat. Oh, because he took the feet. Okay, well that makes sense. Okay, no, that's fine. Yeah, I'm checking real quick. I don't. I, yeah, polymorph. I think it's is on a not, wizard, not on the spell. Yeah, list. yeah. So this is this is your access to polymorph as a warlock, which is yeah, it's it's useful. Yeah, they have banishment at fourth level, which is like it's not so as much. useful out of combat, but in combat, it's kind of effectively the same thing. Right, right, right. Uh, Shroud of Shadow. This you need 15th level for this and it's just invisibility oh, it's at will okay, at that's will why. yeah that's, yeah, that's why that's why that's why you cast invisibility at will i wish it was greater invisibility at 15th level but i mean yeah at, at will is pretty at that point 15th level is like you're like i can i think we could take on that god <laughs> <laughs> we could maybe do it if we're if we're kitted out like we could probably yeah. do it so like yeah, greater invisibility is insane but yeah, greater invisibility at will would be a problem. I mean, no way. You can't do that. Sign of Ill Omen requires fifth level. You can cast Bestow Curse once using a Warlock spell slot. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thief of Five Fates, you can cast Bane once. Uh, no, that's terrible. Bane is interesting, I think. Like, it can end up saving a lot of damage, but it's just one of those things that it's like because it also adds a negative d4 on saving throws which is really big for spells but for like like boss fights a lot of times Could be useful, man. I'm just like uh, i don't know if you're gonna get full value because you have to cast yeah. it at like like fourth level or something <laughs> so it's just like just you man <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know uh thirsting blade so this is the 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 blade version, you definitely pick this up because it gives you an extra attack. Fifth level yeah. requires pack the blade, but it gives you two weapon attacks if you take the attack. Action. I wish I know th this is kind of a weird thing with this and then hex blade because like pack to the blade and hex blade is just like you put them together and they just work. <laughs> yes. um, that's how you do that. that, that, that and that's why I'm kind of upset about the warlock class. Right? It seems like there is always such a clear optimization trail to follow yeah if you want to do melee stuff it's just you just have to do you just do pack to the blade and you grab all the pack to the blade crap yeah i, w I wonder how different that is from to be like oh i want to play melee wizard what do i do like blade singer and then that's the only thing you can do um but like but you have so many more options and spells right yeah exactly <laughs> um, yes you do blade is... singer and that's your class but from there you're a wizard and you can do tons of crap I I don't like this being as necessary as it is because the the, the best part about the Hexblade Warlock is it just stacks damage modifiers. Like you could do your yeah. charisma mod plus your proficiency bonus. So like my uh, evil NPC that you guys fought, she yeah, had like, I'm just going to look it up. She was like a, a 14th, she was a 15th level Warlock. She had like a plus... 18 damage modifier um wow and had like and had two attacks so it's just like 
that's pretty that's pretty nuts but it's like necessary because your weapon yeah, damage is really how you do it <laughs> Uh, next is the Tomb of Levistus. Requires 5th level. As a reaction, when you take damage, you can entomb yourself in ice, which melts away at the end of your next turn. So you, you'll kind of lose your turn. Or you're at least you're entombed in ice. If you play Overwatch, you'll understand this. Yeah, you're May. All right. Uh, you gain 10 temporary hit points per Warlock level. So by if you're 5th level, which requires... It's at least 50 hit points, which is an enormous amount at 5th level. That's, that's probably more than you're going to have. It's Yeah, it, it's a good thing it's temporary because that's way more than a 5th level Warlock has any reason to have. Um, which, the temporary hit points too, so this is a reaction, and that temporary hit points will take as much of the triggering damage as possible. So, what it, like if you're not going to take the damage and then go into ice. The mm-hmm. ice will take damage probably all of it because it's 50 hit points immediately after you take the damage you gain vulnerability to fire damage now your speed is zero and you're incapacitated so literally just like stuns you for a turn yeah Uh, but but you absorb the hit these and and the ice will melt at the end of your next turn but you're forgoing one turn to say i'm immune to that yeah this is this is pretty crazy not not necessarily like good but this is so sweet right it's cool i like this i actually I like i mean I, I it sucks that you have to forego your turn unless they manage to break through the ice right which if they did then you just gained like 50 health plus yeah. you know what i mean like okay that was that was a hit i guess and then you can't obviously use this again until you finish a short and long rest i love this one though this I think is so it's, sweet it's cool. and it scales really really well Scale super well because at level eight, that's eighty temporary 80 hit points. Hit points, holy god! That's and so if good. they spend your entire, if you just skip two uh, like rounds of combat, essentially just being tanked, and that's good for the rest of the party. They're not taking any of that damage. Um, Which you probably only took one. I doubt like the monster after your ice block. I doubt they're gonna like keep swinging at that thing. But I mean, they could. Yeah. They might. Who knows. Uh, the Trickster's Escape requires 7th level. You can cast Freedom of Movement on yourself uh, once w- without expending a spell slot. So you can only do it once, yeah. but you don't have to expend a spell slot to do it. And you get it back after a long rest. Eh, freedom of sure. Movement's very specific. I don't love Freedom of Movement. Yeah. Um, then you have the Undying Servitude. You can cast Animate Dead without using a spell slot. Only once. You have to get a long rest before you can do it again. Animate dead? Sure. Yeah. You, Again, that's like if you, if you wanted to. Yeah, if you wanted to be that for some reason, but this is a this is a role like, playing choice. I think yeah, like you start a campaign at fifth level, and you're just like, oh yeah, I'm walking around with my dead brother. We're gonna go get revenge for his <laughs> death or something. Uh, Visions of the distant realms requires you to be fifteenth level, but you can cast arcane eye at will. Arcane eye though, that's not that good, is it? That, that's like basically find familiar, right? It's like you can see through. A, it's super campaign specific. Yeah. Okay. Like so not in love with that. Fifteenth fifteenth level. level. Yeah, it's not that good. Uh, Voice level. of the Chainmaster is like back to the chain. Feature. Like a wizard will have our or somebody will have arcane Someone eye. Will have it. Yeah. Already when using it. Um, with the pact voice of the Chainmaster, you can now communicate telepathically with your familiar. I don't know if you ever need that. Uh, and, and and additionally, you can speak through your familiar in your own voice. Weird. 
It sounds hilarious. That does sound hilarious, but like I don't know why. How it's not, or it's not like strictly. It's not mechanically useful. <laughs> yeah, like I, none of that seems good. Whispers of the Grave is ninth level. You can expect cast speak with dead at will. That's kind of cool. That is so useful. I think. Like I, I like I like speak with dead. Yeah. This. It's good for a campaign for someone to have this. Yeah, yeah, because there's like, oh yeah, there's dead people around. Like, hey, yeah, yeah, right. There's always dead people around. Right, yeah. I'm just gonna tag. <laughs> like, how did you die? Around. Like, what was going on here? And, right. Yep. Yeah, We've used good. it once before with a scroll, and it was sweet. It was, it was yeah. a sweet moment. Uh, lastly, is witch sight, which is a 15th level, and all it allows you to do is to see the true form of any shapeshifter or creature concealed by illusion. Or transmutation magic that doesn't seem very useful no. that's so specific like that, why you grab it sounds like someone who was writing this was like in my campaign this would have been super useful so uh, yeah <laughs> right so they wanted it all right that's we finally finished eldritch indications we're like an hour and a half into this that is just second level holy god yeah <laughs> that's your options holy crap class what the heck Finishing out the class, you have it's the like, Mystic hey, Arcanum. Pick like 15 different spells. Yeah, jeez. Oh my god. You have the Mystic Arcanum at 11th level. This allows you to choose a 6th level spell from the Warlock spell list. And you get to cast that spell once without expending a spell slot. Because like we've mentioned, you don't have 6th level spell slots at 11th level, right? You have 5th right. level spell slots. But you get a 6th level spell that you can just cast once. Right, and and you and you get it back every long rest, so it kind of just gives you an additional spell slot. Yeah, really. you just it operates ninety nine percent of the time mechanically identical to you get a sixth level, seventh level, thirteen, eighth level, yeah. fifteen, ninth level, seventeen. So you it it's good, so you can just keep keep pace with all the other spellcasters. So yeah. at fifteenth level, you have an eighth level spell slot. Yep, but only once, only one, only once per long rest, and only you is. You get your spell slots back on short rest for warlocks. Don't know if we mentioned that. That's kind of the whole point of a warlock. Yeah, you get all your spell slots back on short rest. Uh, And then the Eldritch Master at 20th level, all it does is, like, you can regain spell slots. You get your spell slots back. You get double number of spell slots per short rest. Usually if you can spend a minute, you can spend an hour. Which is, it's fine. It's 20th level. All right, we're going to go back into level one, into all the different classes that you can choose. <sighs> we're going to start with... Uh, Fortunately, what... these are pretty pretty straightforward. Yeah, they are. They are. There's there's not a lot going on into each of the spells, which makes sense because of how much crap is it baked into the base class. Yeah. It's insane. So we'll start off with just your player's handbook. These are the ones most people are going to have access to, which is why we kind of start off with them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to start with the Archfey. Just let me go back. This is my favorite of the, uh, the original of ones. Of the originals? Interesting. I could see that. Um, so the Archfey, level one. As soon as you take it, I don't love what it gives you, though, like right away. I don't know. Um, you'll get, so you have an expanded spell list. This is true for every subclass. They have expanded spell lists when you, but you have to choose the spells. It doesn't give you the spells. Yes, yeah, that is correct. It, they are you're choosing in uh, for the archfey. You get fairy fire, so you're saying I'm going to choose fairy fire instead or of sleep. or sleep instead of one of the warlock first level right. spells. Right, and you'll you don't get many spells to choose from, right? I'm pretty sure it's like two no, spells. No, you get you don't uh, get a lot. 
at the beginning you know two spells two spells yeah so level like you three, choose you know these four. two that it gives you but yeah that'd be the two you get at first level you also get the fey presence which allows you to as an action cause each creature in a 10 foot cube originating from you to make a wisdom save or they're chim- charmed or frightened by you i think charmed is as useful as people think in combat it just means they don't they won't attack you that's all it means yeah frightened is pretty useful in combat yeah frightened is better i agree they have disadvantage frightened means you have disadvantage on attacks while the source of your fright is within eyesight and they can't move closer to you and and it is very useful because i will say i I use the horn of the what is it? pipes of haunting pipes of haunting yeah thank you now that had a better range than this did. Like that yep. had like a thirty foot cone, and that was that actually came up a lot. Yeah, yeah. Or no, it's actually it's it's not even a cone. It's every creature within like thirty. Feet. It's like a and radius. That range. I forget that what I range said. Is super important. That extra twenty feet is actually really huge because you don't want them to start right next to you. Right. Now, now this is still helpful. There have been a lot of situations where I have three people in my face, and then you can use it. Yeah, because, because you can only they... use this once. That's when you use it. Exactly. Because frightening creatures, they can't move towards you, so if they're outside of melee range, then they're they not going to hit you if they're melee yeah. creatures. Uh, and they have disadvantage on attacks against yep. you. So if they and, are right well, next against, to you... Against all creatures while they're within... While you're there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, But they, they can still attack you. They're not going to immediately run away. They just can't keep yeah, running they, at yeah, you. They so can't, if you yeah. move away, they'll get a disadvantage opportunity attack right which is okay and then they won't come any closer to you so as long as they stay frightened yeah it's like if oh, i got but, this... oh the problem is here this fey presence does say it only lasts until until your next turn next turn yeah That's i think i think if i got this at level three i'd be pretty disappointed but at level one this at level is... one that's fine yeah, yeah. That, you're, you're right there level six they give you the misty escape starting at six level you can vanish in a puff of mist in response to harm when you you have to take the damage now it says when you take the damage you can use your reaction to turn invisible and teleport up to 60 feet in an unoccupied space and you'll remain invisible until the start of your next turn or you attack or cast a spell can't use that feature until a short or long rest that's probably going to be useful sometimes oh yeah and because it doesn't say it has to be in combat too so you can just like stab yourself with a dagger and then <laughs> teleport <laughs> Force i yeah. will stab myself poof, poof. yeah <laughs> that's hilarious now is it within the spirit of the rule no but yeah right i was like but, oh man but, i don't know if i'd allow that really but yeah it, yeah it's I, like, I probably would stop that because like no that's not that's not it'd be like I, I would I would say like okay, but you roll that d4, and if it's eight points of damage, then you're you're gonna take it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's one of those things that's like, man, if you if you survive the hit, sixty feet is a long ways away. That's a good distance for sure. Yeah, that'll probably take them two rounds most of the time to come right. at you. Beguiling defenses, beginning at 10th level, your patron teaches you how to turn the mind-affecting magic of enemies against them. You're immune to being charmed. That's enormous. That comes up a lot. And when another creature attempts to charm you, you can use your reaction to charm them back. They have to now succeed on a wisdom save against your warlock spell save DC or be charmed by you for one minute or until they take any damage. 
This is pretty sweet. There's a tons of spells that charm. Like obviously, especially charm person. the higher levels, like tenth level is the perfect time to get this because that's when yeah. the game starts turning into like that turns the tide. Right, and you get cool other effects. So like hypnotic pattern doesn't work on you. Suggestion I, I, yeah, doesn't work on you. The being charmed is is enormous. There is this. I don't other... know if it, if it prevents hypnotic pattern because isn't it that does. incapacitated? It's... Uh, right, but you're charmed, and then that's what causes the incapacitation. Okay. I'll look it up. Yeah. Um, but it's a sweet ability. I mean, that, yeah, that's cool. There is this weird side thing that will happen sometimes where, like, since you're immune to it, uh, yeah, hypnotic pattern says you become charmed Charmed. for the duration while you're charmed or incapacitated. But, um, there's this weird thing that'll happen, like, Will your DM ever target you with charm I know, effects like because that's you where you get into know. the meta, right? Yeah, yeah. That's it's like meta. I agree. That's why I kind of hate an ability like this. Yeah, it, it's kind of, and it's if you're just immune to charm, that's one thing. But like bouncing it back, it's like okay, as a DM, you're, you're you need to walk into that. Like yeah. that's that's what <laughs> your players are are not metagaming, so you need to also not metagame in that way. And also, it's it's good to walk into your player strengths so they they feel good about about their about their power it's awkward though i agree with you there's a lot of meta crap that goes on with this which is why i personally don't love it yeah this is one of those things that if you are a dm and creating a warlock class this is pretty sweet because your characters won't be able to medicate (laughs) i do do just like i love the like you're just immune to being charmed though as, as just a thing, because it does feel horrible to get charmed. So I love that it's just, yeah. just like, no, nah, none of that. Nah. You just don't have to worry about it. Yeah, maybe yeah. the peace of like mind effect that. is good enough. It is, yeah. honestly. Like, that is actually a really good effect. Even if you never used the second, like, yeah. I'll turn it back again. Yeah, I, Misty that, Escape. That's and... such a, it's such a, like, blah, you know, whatever. They're charmed for a minute. And it, like I said, charmed isn't as, as broken as you think it is to, like, charm mm-hmm. someone in combat. It doesn't just means they won't target you <laughs> yeah yeah exactly oh that means all right dark delirium starting at 14th level now and this is like how all of the subclasses go right they have first sixth tenth fourteenth that's all they get from their subclasses right plus plus a big backstory and the expanded uh spell and an hour and a half of of eldritch invocations that we, we just yeah went over right and just a million yeah, that's where the meat of the class is um so as an action now at 14th level you can choose a creature that you can see within 60 feet of you, and it has to make a wisdom save. On a failed save, it's charmed or frightened by you. So vi- like like everything else we've seen in this class, but now right. you have like a bam, 60 feet, within 60 feet, I can just target that guy and do it. <sighs> it's fine. Uh, and then they, on a failed save, they're charmed or frightened of you for one, and... But uh, yeah. until the yeah, illusion they're like, they're ends, like, they're like out the creature <laughs> thinks that they're lost in a misty realm. In a misty realm. So yeah, they can't so do it, anything. It takes someone out. Yeah. There is... This is... I think this is pretty powerful. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like I'd it, say it's fine. I don't know about... It's like... Because like, hypnotic pattern can target way more things than this. Right. Uh... And incapacitates them. This, this, uh, yeah, it's fine. It's just fine. It's like the same thing. All right. And then, uh, let's go over just the spells real quick that you can access. Second level spells you can access with this class is Calm Emotions, Phantasmal Force. Third level is Blink and Plant Growth. Fourth level is Dominate Beast and Greater Invisibility. That's a good one. Greater Invisibility. Fifth level is Dominate Person and Seeming. So, fifth level ones are pretty great. 
Great immovability is yeah, awesome. Are good. Because also with the warlock, like you only have the third two spell slots. Blink anyway. and plant growth are good. Yeah, they're good too. Those are good. And then fairy fire first level, of course, is a, is a staple. Pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, so pretty good access. What do you give the Archfey overall? Um, man, I think the warlock has such a wide range of <laughs> power levels. It's this is somewhere in the middle, I think. Because like the good ones, I think, are so good, <laughs> and the bad oh. ones are like. That's why I was saying, like, that's how the whole Warlock class is, right? There is a way to optimize it, and it's just, like, correct to do certain things every time. I think this is on the more powerful end, because, like, like, none of these abilities here don't uh, scale poorly Mm -hmm. when, when you level up. So, like, hey... Yeah, they you can all do still what they do from start to finish. Yeah, like no imposing disadvantage from frightened, like yep. that's still good at at fifteenth level. Like when somebody's making five attacks at you, so I think this is pretty good. Um, because you'll see some of the other ones. It's like, oh, you do two eight two d eight damage. It's like cool at fifteenth level. That literally could be zero. Um, <laughs> I do hate that a lot of these abilities and everything uh, requires you to take actions instead of just like bonus actions. Right. Yeah. So that I think that hurts this class a bit. Yeah, I think it does too. Um, but I think it's fine. I, I think this class. I'm gonna give this like, like a B. I'll give it a low B. I'll be minus. It's, right. it's in there though. It's fine. Uh, the next we'll go over is gonna be the fiend. The fiend. This is like the devil worshiper. Um, we'll go over their spells first. How about that? First level right. spells they're gonna get burning hands and command. Those are pretty sweet. Second level blindness, deafness, and scorching ray. Also powerful. Third level, you're getting the big one, Fireball. Fireball. Stinking Cloud. Probably always taking Fireball. Yeah. Fourth level, you get Fire Shield and Wall of Fire. Those are both really sweet. Mm-hmm. Fifth level, I think they kind of fail a bit, though. Flame Strike isn't that great in Hollow. Hollow could be useful, but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Flame but, Strike is kind of like a weird Wall of Fire ends up being... It is, right? Yeah, it's just um, like a weird Wall of Fire. But, like... But some good... Some heaters in there. There's right? some Our heaters, literally. Some literal heaters in there, so you're gonna be grabbing some stuff. Yeah, this thing. is this is the I want to deal all the damage. Yeah, this is, the, but all the damage without having to just rely on Eldritch Blast. But you might also rely right. on Eldritch Blast. Dark One's Blessing is what you get at first level. When you reduce a hostile creature to zero hit points, you're gonna gain temporary hit points equal to your Charisma mod plus your Warlock level. It's okay at first level, and then beyond that, I feel like it's not like. It's kind of rare to kill something, you know what I mean? Like you can't count on killing something every combat. Um I I think there are more things to kill out there than normal. It's just usually you don't really even think about them. They're just like the ads on the boss. Right. So it's just like but there's not it's still, like it's still not there's going to be some a lot of health. <laughs> there's some combats where it just won't matter. Um it's fine though. I it's it's it's, it's fine. Like it's, th- fine. it's there. Yeah, getting like a plus nine hit points at fifth level or sixth level is going to be pretty nice. Yeah, it's fine. Dark one's own luck at sixth level. You can call on your patron to alter your fate when you make an ability check or a saving throw. 
you can add a d10 to your roll so you get like super bard inspiration once um and you could you know you use it just as inspiration you can do so after you see the initial roll but before it's decided uh, uh yeah sweet. this is pretty <laughs> nice yeah sweet. the getting the d10 on saving throws is pretty the saving nice. throw yeah d10 on a saving throw that that's wow yeah. that's really strong actually uh fiendish resilience at 10th level you choose one damage type whenever you finish a rest, and you gain resistance to that damage type until you choose a different one. I love that actually, because like you can choose it based off of like we're in the tundra. I'm gonna choose, choose cold. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, and that really that is the cool. big thing is usually the damage type follows from some other previous knowledge, like the environment or like we're fighting. We're in the vampires, so it's necrotic. Yeah, exactly. Now, yeah, if, we're we're against un, undead today. Necrotic, exactly. Done. And you can technically choose like bludgeoning or piercing damage, but if the if it comes from magic weapons or silver mat or it, silver weapons, ignore it. it'll ignore it. But um, that is true. Yeah, that choosing slashing or piercing. If you're fighting a bunch of earth elementals, and it's like okay, bludgeoning is perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's sweet. And then fourteenth level, this one's <laughs> I love this. This is, this is a hurl through hell. Everyone knows about this one. When you hit a creature with an attack, and that can be any attack. El- you can Eldritch Bolt. Eldritch Blast, yeah. Yeah, Eldritch... Sorry, I keep calling it Eldritch How Blast. dare you? Yeah. Uh, you can use this feature to instantly trans... And it doesn't say you use a bonus action or anything. No. It. Just says you can instantly use this feature to transport the target through the lower planes. The creature disappears and hurdles through a nightmare landscape at the end of your next turn. So it's just like straight up gone for a full turn cycle the target will then return to the space it was previously in or the nearest unoccupied space and if it's not a fiend it'll take 10 d 10 psychic damage that is pretty sweet and hey brett you forgot to mention if they're that saving throw they have to make oh wait no you just do it you just do it hurl it through hell I love this is so that is the most nuts 14th level ability I've seen on anyone literally that's I mean that's insane that potential extra 100 damage after you just hit something yeah it's like on average it's gonna be 55 damage but it's actually more than that because it's at the end of your next turn and you know where it's gonna reappear so everyone gets to ready their actions (laughs) when it shows up and it's like okay when it shows up everyone gets to do a free round of attacks and it's disgusting disgusting uh that's it what do we get i mean the fiends just got to be in the a range right that's just it's just a good class there's just one yeah it's everything you want does damage helps you maintain concentration your spells everything heals you a little bit if you need it there you go and you got the great old one this is like supposed to be the cthulhu but then they made like a new cthulhu one later on that we'll go over <laughs> this is this is what they had in the player's handbook there are spell slots uh first level you get dissonant whispers and tosh's hideous laughter that's a sweet one tosh is fun yeah i like that one second level detect thoughts phantasmal force well, some fun stuff in there the third is clairvoyance and sending send we've sending, nice. sending is pretty useful not as useful when you don't have a lot of spell slots though which in this yeah, I, I I don't like detect thoughts in that category. Sending I don't mind as much, mostly because I think you could say this for detect thoughts too. It's like if you're not in combat, like if you're just walking around a city, the warlock might as well just have infinite spell slots because oh, true, it's like ritual. 
Yeah, and, and like, that's okay, true. I'm just gonna take a short rest and get my. I'm just gonna have lunch oh, and get true, my spell slots back. <laughs> that's true. It's the yeah, not even ritual. It's just like, okay, well, short rest. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sending cool. again. Yeah. We we're that, shopping that for an hour. Weird. So and then, then okay. yeah, and then in that case, yeah, sending's useful. It's a little awkward because your messages are an hour apart at that point. It's a short rest, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, fourth level spells is Dominate Beast, Evard's Black Tentacles. That one's pretty sweet. Um, fifth level is Dominate Person again and Telekinesis. Those are Telekinesis some sweet. Is sweet. Yeah, yeah. That, that's some sweet stuff in there for sure. Don't love the first level though. Awaken my. I mean, it's it's fun, but yeah, the the problem is like you don't ever want to use Dissonant Whispers as a spell slot after like well and yeah, once you get fit, third level good. yeah Tasha's is, is good the that, problem with the these spell slot ones is you kind of want to use get spells that are better at higher level casting right 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 that they actually scale because the warlock yeah. is yeah, pretty dependent on it that's true all right at first level you'll get awakened mind you can now telepathically speak to any creature you see within 30 feet of you you don't need to share language with it uh, for it to understand your utterances, but they must be able to understand at least one language for some reason. That's <laughs> hilarious. So it's got it's if you can talk in any language, it's kind of neat. You right. Have in that way. The weird thing is that that doesn't mean it can talk back. You could it just can. talk into it, its you mind. You can just talk to them. It's really weird. Yeah, it's very strange. Really weird. All right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's basically it's level. like I don't know, it's, whatever. It's great role playing stuff, but yeah. it's just like all right. All the right. sixth level feature is the Entropic Ward. At sixth level, you can magically ward yourself against attack to turn an enemy's failed strike into good luck for yourself. When a creature makes an attack roll against you, you can use your reaction to impose disadvantage on that roll. If the attack misses you, your next attack roll against that creature will have advantage. I wish you got to use this a lot more. It only allows you to use it once until you finish a short long rest. I feel like this should this ability should be like number equal times to a proficiency you, bonus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or charisma mod. Right. Like it should be a lot more than once. Because yeah, because it, if it fails, if they hit you, it does nothing. Right. Exactly. And they, you impose disadvantage, but they can just hit you, and then it did nothing. And since it uses your reaction, you can't like do it five times when somebody multi attacks you anyway. Yeah, so for the first one, um, I wish it just you had this more. I, and, I think they should be like they should give you five charges of this, right? Like, yeah, and and also the thing that kind of sucks about this is like usually your high damage spells are saving throws anyway, so you're not going to be rolling attacks unless it's Eldritch Blast. Someone's up against you too, yeah. Or or yeah, like you have Someone's the Pact of the you. Blade or something. Yeah, but um, that just seems kind of like. Uh, you're you're not really going in phase with the rest of the whole spellcasting thing. Yep. Tenth level is the thought shield. You your thoughts can't be read telepathically unless you allow it for some reason. You also have resistance to psychic damage, and when a creature deals psychic damage to you, that creature takes the same amount of damage that you do, except for the fact that you, had you have resistance to it. So to it wasn't that much damage. Yeah. To begin with, this is really weird. You basically like share damage with them. Like man. Right. Psychic damage like doesn't really come up that much unless doesn't. your campaign is built around it. There are specific creatures that do it, and and they do it really well. But unless you're fighting those, nope. Right? Yeah. The, All this, this did is is your thoughts can't be thought. You're, 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 exactly. Yeah. And then the last, create a thrall at fourteenth level. You can infect a humanoid's 
mind, you can use your action to touch an incapacitated human. So they have to be incapacitated first. Then that creature is charmed by you until a removed curse spell is cast on it. I guess it lasts forever, right? That's kind of yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just, you just like, all right, you're mine now. This is like yeah. the most, like, or this is, this really feels like the whole eldritch abomination kind of thing. Right. Like, all right, like you're walking up on somebody who's incapacitated and you're like, okay, well, you really don't have a choice. You're yeah. going to be my thrall now and you're charmed forever. But again, like charm doesn't like mind control. No, it's not mind domination. control. Though you can keep talking to them and they're charmed by you, so they would, you know, probably right. listen to what you have to say, I guess. But yeah. what do you give the great old one? This is one of those ones that, like, you only world, will right? play this if you have a really strong Eldritch backstory and you really, really want to lead into this. Like, I don't see, like, the Thought Shield and like, Create Thought Thrall might crazy... never come up. I'm thinking, like, if you wanted to play a crazy race that can't speak a language that anyone understands, so you use your awakened mind to communicate with everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you just do Some something. Like yeah. <laughs> and if if you want to do something out there, this just does a bunch of out there things. But, like, if you're just like, oh, hey, I'm just going to jump into this campaign. What should I play? I don't think I'd ever recommend the great old one is be like oh you want to play warlock play this i don't know go go like fiend right yeah just like choose something that's gonna just generally be useful at all times i give it like a d all right and that was the end of our base or uh, base game now we're moving on to xanathar's and we'll start with the lesser of the two the celestial the celestial warlock they they were like we should make warlocks a cleric everything's a cleric now the divine soul sorcerer the yeah divine soul sorcerer that's what they did yeah in like these expansions so yeah now your expanded spell list includes such things as first level you got cure wounds and guiding bolts second level you got lesser restoration flaming sphere third level you get daylight and revivify fourth level you get the guardian of faith and wall of fire that's some good stuff and then Mm -hmm. fifth level strike and greater restoration you're like a cross between fire spells and but not like the best of the fire spells <laughs> yeah you don't get fireball you do get like revivify revivify's big guardian of faith's big guardian of faith's big guiding bolt is a great beginning level good spells level. absolutely which um, which does scale okay yeah it's fine great. yeah it, it kind of transitions over to the advantage becoming more exactly, and more important exactly the, the damage like sort of comes along but yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, some good spells in there for sure. So that that's fine because it's you just have access to those now. It's not like right. we're counting on those to be part of it. You get bonus cantrips at first level, right? When you select this, you get Which light and sacred. Pretty flame. nice, always useful. I mean, so that means if you've selected this and you're the Pact of the Tome, you can have a bunch of cantrips. Yeah, you can just yeah. So you have you have what, light and sacred seven cantrips or something. Yeah, then you get two from the warlock and then three from anyone else. Uh, uh, wow. That's pretty cool that you That's can just have nice. all these cantrips. You also get the healing light. Um, you have a pool of D6s that you spend to fuel this healing. As a bonus action, you can heal a creature you can see within 60 feet of you, spending dice from the pool. The maximum number of dice you can spend at once equals your charisma mod. And roll the dice you spend, add them together, and restore a number of hit points equal to the total. The, the, the 
you'll regain all this expended dice after a long rest. This, I think, is really good. It definitely scales pretty well, right? Yeah. One plus your warlock level. Like, at level three, you get four D6 worth of healing, and it's a bonus action that's not a spell, so you can cast your spell action and then heal somebody who's down as a bonus action at distance. It reminds me of, like, the the second wind, right, from the fighter. Yeah, But you can use it on anyone. Yeah, you can use it on anyone. Yeah, and it's 60 feet is a long range. Um... This is just like better I than definitely agree. healing. Like, yeah, bonus action healing is is yeah. way better than action healing. So that's that's huge. Yeah, and it's not a spell too. It's not a spell, so you can cast your damaging spell as your action, and then go and I'll pop that guy back up. Right, and rolling like five d six if you're at later levels is for to heal is pretty sweet. Pretty good. Yeah, so decent level one. Uh, Radiant soul at level six. You're linked to celestial. Allows you to act as a conduit for radiant injury. You have resistant to radiant damage. I I mean, that'll come up sometimes. Maybe. (laughs) As much as psychic damage will. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, As much as psychic damage. It's like there's going to be a spell that does radiant damage, and you're going to be like, oh, I'm immune to that. Or resist. When you cast a spell that deals radiant or fire damage, you can add your charisma modifier to one radiant or fire damage roll of that spell against its targets. So, a little extra damage. Little yeah, and it's, damage. it's nice to give you Sacred Flame, too, because I don't think any of the, the Warlock cantrips do that. What's interesting with this build, specifically, is you, this, you definitely would try and go away from your Eldritch Blast. The Eldritch Blast one, exactly. Right. Because you would try and focus on more fire damage and radiant damage, which is interesting. So they're definitely yeah. different in that regard, which is cool. Tenth level, you'll get the Celestial Resistance. You gain temporary hit points whenever you finish a long or short rest. They'll equal your Warlock level plus your Charisma modifier. So just extra health. Sweet. Additionally, choose up to five creatures at the end of the rest. They gain temporary hit points equal to your Warlock level. That's sweet. Yeah, so you just get like, if your Charisma modifier is plus four, you just get, oh, everyone gets essentially a plus 14 14 max HP. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Everyone in your party, 14 more health every fight. Well, every long rest. So Every short or long rest. Yeah, because at the end of any rest. That, yeah. That's sweet. That's really big. And that's you don't huge. have to do any actions. You don't have to do just bam. Right, yeah, exactly. Like compare that to the bar, which is like, oh, add a D8. It's, uh, right. you just get 14. Sweet. Awesome. Good ability. Good ability. Searing Vengeance at 14th level. Uh, it allows you to resist death. When you make a death saving throw at the start of your turn, you can instead spring back to your feet with a burst of radiant energy. You regain hit points equal to half your hit point maximum. And you stand up if you choose. Sure, why not? And then each creature of your choice within 30 feet will take 2d8 plus charisma mod and is blinded until the end of your next turn. End of the current turn. Okay, end of the current turn. Um, sweet. This is super cool because you just get... It won't come just, up that often, but when it does, God, that's got to feel so good. Uh, especially if you are the healer of the party. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just like, oh, just crap, the healer's down. Oh, never mind. By, oh, my God. And half health, that's sweet. Yeah, the half health part is that's the so part. nice because... How many times has they? Oh, you get you get one hit point back, like the like the Eldritchification dead. It's like, okay, I just hit you again, <laughs> and now right. you're dead again. But this Sweet. is just like at 14 uh, level two. You get gonna... a celestial here. 
So this, I want to say it's like a C, C plus. I don't know how good it is, but it's just really? so I out there. I think it's there. better than that. I think it's better than that. Better I think that? this is, okay. yeah, this is solid me in the B to me. Mostly because all of this stuff is useful. It just, it does stuff. It does yeah. not have as much role playing to it, which is pretty odd actually for a, but, but I, so, and, I, and, and how I would build this is I probably would go the can more of the cantrippy build just, just mm-hmm. to give you more things to do in those situations. Right. Play more into the, into the, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably just go for a mass of spells just to give you more stuff. To do. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I can totally be convinced that it's more, I just need to see it in action. It mostly, my only reservation is like, okay, is it going to do like, if you're going to be the healer of the party, are you going to wait the, are you going to waste a spell to cast cure wounds when you're like, Ooh, what if I need to cast revivify? And, um, I, and maybe I, that just won't I matter. don't like think you just use your healing, warlock, po- your healing pools, healer of the party. Right. Cause you have two spells. It's like, what you... <laughs> exactly. That's kind of my, you that's run kind out of my thing. So fast. Yeah. And you're but, like, you can't count on that. Those D sixes to be what's popping people. It's, it's just like an added thing to me. Yeah. And then that, that could totally be it. Which I, that's what I mean. I think it's just a solid class to be around. Like, you're never going to be upset that there's a Celestial Warlock in your party. They're going to be... I am. Like, I'm going to be personally upset. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah? You hate yeah, that extra temporary hit points uh, every rest? It disgusts yeah. me. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's just it's sweet. All right. The next is, I think, probably one of the most OP classes in the game. Probably. The Hexblade Warlock. I think inevitably, let's say this, inevitably, if you play D&D for a long time, you are eventually going to make this because it's just so easy to optimize with like doing anything. You can like trip into optimizing this to do a bunch yeah, of damage. It, it, basically, it's you like, I'm going to be a warlock. all the wrong spells and just, and just do all this awesome stuff. Anyway. Yeah, it's like, if you say I'm going to play a warlock to a group of experienced D&D players and you show up with anything but the Hexblade, they're going to be like, why did you choose Hexblade? Yeah. <laughs> but like, what it, it, it's just dr- like oozing with coolness, though. Like, sure, it's like you're the, you're the edgelord, but yeah. it's just it's like, also, I don't know. It's so It's, it's so also cool. the probably most chosen multi-class warlock thing yeah. ever. Yeah. Because it pairs at level one it just seamlessly any martial class is like, oh, I crit more, I do more damage more. I, like what? Yeah, exactly. Why would I not do this? What yeah, the hell? That was uh, that was a mistake. Would be uh, it was a huge mistake. I agree. So let's go through it. Starting with the spell expanded spells, which honestly is not. I, some of them are huge, and then most of that, yeah, actually they're pretty good. Shield, yeah. eh, and wrathful smite, eh. Next one's next second level's blur, which is sweet, and branding smite, so there's more smiting. Third level's blink, which is sweet, and elemental mm-hmm. weapon, which is pretty sweet. Those are those are cool. Fourth is phantasmal killer and staggering smite. Oh, I mean staggering smite. What is it? Knock them prone. Yeah, the, my issue with all these smites is that none of them You're never are as good as eldritch smite that you get as an eldritch invocation. Right, like right, right, because right. you get to do those after you hit. <laughs> Right, so, right, right, maybe right. except for banishing smite because that does something and else then there, too. And then, well, yeah, our fifth level is banishing smite and cone of cold, which I love. Cone of cold, cone of cold is great. Yeah, but like, I'm not going to take branding smite when it's like, well, I just have to wait one more level to take right. this invocation. That's like, yeah. So some good stuff in there, but honestly, this class isn't about that. At not about that. It doesn't even care what the expanded spells are. Here's where the meat and bows comes. Level one, you get so much crap for some reason. You get 
Uh, the Hexblade's Curse. As a bonus action, you can choose a creature within 30 feet of you. They're cursed for a minute. Uh, it'll end if you die, incapacitated, or they die. Here's what you'll get from your Hexblade's Curse. You gain a bonus to damage rolls against the cursed target. The bonus is your proficiency bonus. So, scales, some damage. Yeah, Any really, attack really roll you make against the cursed target will be a crit if it's a 19 or 20. Yeah. Which is literally like the, what, two-handed fighting style, only if you're using the two-handed weapon. For well, like that's that's the scenario. champion fighter subclass. Champion that's fighter. what it is. Right. Yeah, right? And you just, like, at just level one, it. they just, like, give it to you for any weapon. Just any any attack. Any attack roll. It could be spell attack rolls. Uh, if the cursed target dies, you'll regain hit points equal to your warlock level plus your charisma mod. So this is the, the fiend, dark one's luck as well. So you, so you got... Everything in the Fiends class level one with this this curse. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have to, you know, it's only going to trigger off of what you've cursed, but I imagine you're attacking what you've cursed. <laughs> right, yeah. Now, it does say you can only use this feature until you finish a short a or short long or rest, long so it's rest, not right? like a... It's not like permanent, you know, oh, it's not like... It's not, a, it's not a cantrip or anything. Yeah, it's not a cantrip. Still, it's so powerful. It's so, so powerful. It's so good. That bonus to proficiency, you kind of forget how, like, yeah. Like a legendary Extra weapon da- gives you damage. <laughs> a legendary weapon gives you like plus three to damage. Like all two right. But like plus three to damage. But that's just like what you get at level five. <laughs> right. It's just like, oh yeah, I have to, I have an additional plus three to damage. Insane. Also, we're not done at first level yet. What the hell? You'll also gain proficiency with medium armor, shields, and martial weapons. So it bulks up the the warlock. And <laughs> Whenever you finish a long rest, you could touch a weapon that you're proficient with that lacks the two-handed property. So here's where that comes in. That's right. not, it wasn't yeah. the Pact of the Blade. Yeah, it was this feature I was thinking of. When you attack with that weapon, you can use your Charisma mod instead of Strength or Dex for the damage. And, yeah. and the attack bonus. Yeah, so that solves pretty much everything that would be annoying with the uh, and if, Hexblade. And if you are a Pact of the Blade, it'll extend to every Pact weapon you conjure. It automatically... Right occurs with that which is why you generally do it because then you can just use any weapon they're all they can right, all use exactly. charisma mod and it's just nuts and it's just so easy it's just like written it like they just like handed it to you on a platter they're like here you go here you go <laughs> that's first level people first level. yeah exactly <laughs> oh man six level the accursed specter at six level um you can curse the soul of a person you slay when you slay a humanoid you can cause its spirit to rise from its corpse. When the specter appears, it gains temporary hit points equal to half your warlock level, so not much. You roll initiative for it, and it has its own turns. It re- it'll obey your verbal commands and mm-hmm. gains a special bonus action, or special, sorry, bonus to its attack rolls equal to your charisma mod. Yep. It'll remain in your service until, you know, banishes or dies. or, And you can only use this until you have a long rest. But, hey! Extra little bonus, extra guy little, extra little size pop little yeah. thing up and deal some damage. Boom, sweet. Nothing bad about that. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Armor of hex is at tenth level. Your oh, hex boy. grows more powerful now. If a target cursed by your hex blade's curse dies with an attack roll, you can use a reaction to roll a d6 on a four or higher. The attack misses, regardless of its roll. What? This is pretty sweet. Yeah, it's it's so good. So like, dumb. so basically, um, once per you know turn cycle, 
you have fifty percent chance of not getting hit with an attack roll. Now, obviously, even if they were gonna crit, even if they were gonna crit. Now, obviously, it doesn't do anything to like a fireball, um, nope. or even like single targeted like things that require a deck save. Um, but like the whole point about this is you're you're a melee warlock, so you're probably going to be going up against the other melee enemies. This is disgusting. This is so powerful. That is disgusting. As a reaction. That's insane. Mm -hmm. To just miss. It's literally just like, like, alright, you miss. That is insane. 14th level, the Master of Hexes. Now you can spread your Hexblade's curse from a slain creature to another creature. So now it's just like, yeah, like, now it barely matters. You just keep, now it is Hunter's Mark. You just keep bouncing it. Basically, yeah. Yeah, and you can apply to a different creature within 30 feet of you, provided not incapacitated. You don't regain hit points from the death of the previously cursed creature when you do it this way, though. So it, it nullifies that aspect, but whatever. You just want your... You just want that thing up, that, and you want to keep killing. Yeah, and, and they're going to miss you half the time when they try and hit you, too. This class, I mean, this is this is like my first S-tier class, right? It's, this is just Yeah, this is just like, it does everything you want to do and does it yeah. super well if you if you want to be like this this is like if you want to be an eldritch knight you just be like have you heard of a hexblade yeah, warlock go hexblade. because this seems way better for that um yes one thing about this uh subclass is like the the normal spells for the warlock don't really work too well with with, mm-hmm. with this which is which is a legitimate downside right but that's why like the eldritch smite is so good because it's like okay well i'm just going to use my spell yeah, slots to I'm do i'm going to be hitting yeah i'm going to be smashing people with damage. for like yeah, extra a bit of a paladin yeah so you just kind of become a paladin in that that respect yeah, so paladin. and paladin fantastic class, pretty good class. So. <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty good class and yeah. then so i'm s tier on this yeah this is this is one of the most uh like ready to ready to go classes it's going to be powerful and you're you're going to have a good time playing it i agree now moving to tasha's and i, I was discussing this with eric like i love everything that came out of tasha's i've realized this about like i go class to class and i'm like these two are my favorite they always end up being from tasha's i'm like why do i love everything tasha's made yeah, so, just so these, much fun. these two are my favorite of the warlock subclasses these are awesome we're going to start with the fathomless so this is like what I said, where like this is now your new Cthulhu one. This is uh-huh. like your god, your your Lord of the Deep. Uh, your expanded spell list here is first level, create or destroy water and and thunder wave. Eh. Yeah. Second is gust of wind and silence. Eh, there's some uses for those for sure. Third is lightning bolt and sleet storm. Those are actually some pretty sweet spells. Yeah, lightning bolt. Fourth is yeah, yeah lightning bolt can do some damage. Definitely straight line stuff like that. Fourth level is Control Water, Summon Elemental. There's some cool stuff you can do with Control Water, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and fifth is Big B's Hand. I don't even know what that does. And Cone of Cold. Yeah, Big B's Hand traditionally is there's this massive translucent hand that you can, like, punch like giant stuff. mage hand? Yeah, it's, it's basically giant mage hand. Giant except improved mage in, hand. it says in here in parentheses, appears it's as a, a tentacle. tentacle. <laughs> yes, in this case, it's a tentacle. Um, and they also get Cone of Cold. Which is just like, hey, and that's huge. Nothing yeah, wrong with Cone of Cold. Nothing wrong with that. Um, so good spells in there. Uh, first level, you're going to get some cool stuff. Tentacle of the Deep. You can magically summon a spectral tentacle that strikes your foes. As a bonus action, you create a ten foot long tentacle. 
at a point within 60 feet of you, so pretty good range, lasts for a minute or until you just use this feature to yeah. make another tentacle. Uh, and when you create the tentacle, you can make a melee spell attack against a creature within 10 feet. So it kind of has like the, the reach ability. Mm-hmm. On a hit, it'll take 1d10 cold damage and reduce its speed by 10 feet until the start of your next turn. So kind of like already has that like, what was it? The Lance of Lethargy yeah, like yeah, attached exactly. to it. Except you only use a bonus action to use this. And it'll go up to 2d8 after 10th level. Right. Um, as a bonus action on your turn, you could move it up to 30 feet. So it's got a move speed and repeat the attack. And you can use this ability the number of times equal to your proficiency bonus. I love everything about this. Like, they, they just, they really... This is cool. ...to make this useful. And I like... It's like you know, a, what's what, a spiritual weapon? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like spiritual weapon, exactly. Spiritual weapon. Uh, yeah. It doesn't, like, scale super well, but it is a it bonus... It scale super well. But it's just but a bonus action. It's not a spell. Yeah, they Please. scale it in other ways that we'll see later. Yes. And, they scale it in other ways. And like, and, and it's always giving you the reduced speed. Which is sweet. Always doing that. Yeah, and I, I, I think also it kind of has other role-playing potential because, like, sure, it technically only attacks, but, like, if if someone were to say, like, hey, can I summon the tentacle inside this door and have it, like, smash some boxes or something, like, or, like, grab something? That sounds fun. I'm just going to allow that to happen because that sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Also, at first level, you gain a swim speed of 40 feet and can breathe underwater. You're a fish man. Yeah, so you don't need to... I, I like that they did this so that you don't have to take that swim speed. Yeah, especially uh, when you're like all about the ocean. Yeah, it's like, oh, why do I have to do this? Yeah, I agree. Um, sixth level, the Oceanic Soul. You gain resistance to cold damage. That's actually pretty useful. That's more... Res- that's use- more useful than Psychic and Radiant. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like cold damage. Cold, yes. cold comes up. In addition, when you're fully submerged, any creature that's also fully submerged can understand your speech. That's a weird ability. Yeah, like... So, that's going to be so... Like, like the DM's got to like look at that and go like, okay, I'll make an event now that makes that. That does that happen. Yeah. Because like normally, I guess, if no everyone's underwater, then they can't talk to each other. But like, yeah. usually the communication will happen out in the metagame. Yeah. But, yeah. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. Also, but you get... That's you get resistance to cold damage, which is... A yeah, alright. So yeah, that and you get other things to sixth level, too. Yeah. So like, that, that was one part of it. You also get the guardian coil. This is what I said, like the tentacle gets uh, better here. Now, it can defend you and others. It'll interpose itself between them and harm when a creature when you or a creature you see takes damage while within 10 feet of the tentacle so now the tentacle has to be close to you or them you can use your reaction to choose one of those creatures and reduce the damage by 1d8 and it didn't like use up the bonus action of its attack or anything so it can like use your bonus action to attack and block some damage which is good yeah it's it's definitely restrained by like yeah only it's got to be within you know, you somehow have to line up this tentacle perfectly. Well, I, I think that's the uh, if the tentacle and a melee character are fighting the same, yeah, anatomy, if they're there, yeah, you both, can always just then you can them. do both. That's sweet, yeah. and and it will it will go up to two d ten. Yeah, it's when you're fighting. This essentially is like healing for two d eight when you're tenth level every every round. Sweet, grasping tentacles at tenth level. You gain Avard's Black Tentacles. It counts as a Swirlock Swirlock spell for you, but doesn't count against the number of spells you know. And you can cast it once without using a spell slot, and you can do that every long rest. Whenever you cast this spell, 
it'll grant you a number of temporary hit points equal to your warlock level and damage won't break your concentration on this spell i like that good i love that i love the you can just cast concentration spell without having to worry about anything ever yeah and and ever it's black tentacles is a good spell it's a good spell yeah it's a good zone controlling spell yeah since it has that aspect to it it's it automatically kind of scales a little better than normal just damage spells and like you can cast that, and you still got your other tentacle lying around. I mean, yeah, this guy's just you gain crazy. temporary hit points. That's just all you, you gain. Some temporary, yeah, everything's good there. And finally, this is the weirdest fourteenth level: the <laughs> fathomless plunge. You can now magically open temporary conduits to watery destinations as an action. You can teleport yourself and up to five other willing creatures within thirty feet of you. You vanish and reappear up to a mile away. So there's a mile range, not unlimited. To a body of water you've seen. <laughs> or within 30 feet of it. This so is just weird. I don't know what, like... Usually you can think of, like, oh, they're... This is the direction they want to go with these capstone abilities. Like, hurl through hell. It's like, I'm, I'm damning you to hell. Damage. But this, I'm just like... What? Okay. <laughs> I guess My it, favorite it thing about cool. it is, uh, like... You can use create or destroy water to like create a node for you to like teleport back to. That's a good point. I didn't really think about that. It's like it's like okay, I need to make enough where it's considered a pond. <laughs> exactly. Like even if you have to like keep using all your spell slots. All right, short rest. Create water. Create water. Yeah. Short rest. Create water. Create water until you make a big enough body of water that you're like, I'm gonna teleport to that. Right. And like while you're on watch or something, it's like okay, I'll take I'll take the two hours of watch to try to make all this stuff. Yeah. To um, make a body of water. Yeah, this seems so cool. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's going to be some really neat uses of that, but yeah, kind of odd that like 14th level, it's like that's your ability. It's and never, like it's not going to come up much. And a mile away. Okay, this is this is another thing. Is that a mile away to me means like almost nothing. It's like right. because how many times does the DM like know exactly to the mile? <laughs> like, <laughs> so basically it's like they're, the DM is going to forget that like we passed the lake on the way. Is that a mile yeah, away? Right? And then they're going to be and like, likely yes you're way no. further from a mile, right? Like, yeah, you're, you're never like a mile from town where, right. where presumably you did set up a, a water feature for you to teleport to. Yeah. And such arbitrary things like, okay, you walk for another hour and now you're at the cave. It's like, okay, well walking for an hour, that means you're like three miles away. But if you walk for another half hour, it's like, were you walking slow? Then it's kind of, right. It's just one of those. It definitely things. would have been too powerful though, if it was anywhere. Right. Yeah. I, I think so. Because then you can just be like, all right, I want to be on this Teleport island. across the map. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Teleport across the map. Oh. Um, so basically kind of like the, uh, it kind of is like that charm thing where it's like, they won't they won't like char- purposely charm you or or they might like it'll end up being like the dm's prerogative to be like yes there is a pond <laughs> that you've seen within a mile <laughs> or no or it, i mean honestly it'll be up to you to be like okay hey before we go in this cave is there a pond that i've seen within a mile and then the dm will determine whether or not you can have this ability or not or right, maybe a little it. perception for it to be like, yeah, you right, saw yeah. Some it's water. like, oh, yeah. I'm on the lookout for a pond. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be. What is interesting is if you're like in like an underwater cave, and then you can just teleport anywhere. 
Um, as long, but you have to see it. You have to see the water before you can teleport there. Right. I'm talking like, oh, if you're swimming along this underwater oh, cave yeah. to go fight something like that's yeah, underwater, you can, you can just teleport anywhere in that cave that you've been before, which is yep. pretty cool. Um, uh, all right. And what do you give Fathomless? I'm going to give it like a C. Really? I, I, I think Fathomless is strong. I, I actually want to say it's an A, like a low A. I think, I think those tentacles are ending. They're like, there's stuff you can do, but... Like when your cantrips do like three d ten damage at the later levels, I don't know how. Like, I don't know how powerful you they're going to be. Trip, you can cantrip and use your tentacle. That's true. You could slow something by twenty feet if you hit it with the lance of lethargy and your tentacle. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then you could pull it towards you. Yeah, feet. slow it down to a crawl. <laughs> and then you hit it with like the co- the the chilling ray of frost or something. Um. Yeah, I just, I, I just, just think low. I think this is such an interesting class. So no, I, no, I, I totally think. agree with you. That's interesting. Low I just, for me. There's going to be times where this guy's going to be busted. You know, in like water campaigns. You know, like yeah, I in busted. water campaigns, I think it's low A. Yeah. All right, the next, the genie. They brought Aladdin in here, baby. Is this the now, last there, one or no? We have no last one in Tasha's. In Tasha's, uh, we got yeah. two more. Yeah. So this one's fascinating because it they kind of split it up into like four different subclasses because there's four different types of genies. Yeah. Every genie is going to have access to first level detect evil and good, second level phantasmal force, third level create food and water, fourth level phantasmal killer, fifth level creation, and ninth level wish. And wish is the ninth level one is an added bonus. You don't get a ninth level spell in any other subclass. Yeah, these right. So these are not just expanded. They give you these, I believe. Uh, these are expanded. Just they are expanded. Okay, yeah. except for wish. So for for wish, you have to use your Mystic Arcanum at. Ah, uh, uh, got it. To to, to, have to get but wish. Still, it's it's wish. It's wish. Best, most powerful spell it. in the entire game. Most powerful. Yeah, exactly. All right. So then you have four different types of uh, genies that it could be the Dao, which is like an Earth one, the Dijin, which is like a Air one. The Efridi, which is a fire one, and the Marid. I'm saying that right? Marid, yeah, uh-huh. is like the water one. Yeah, right? I'm going to agree with we'll you. We'll start with the Dao. They get Sanctuary at first, Spike Growth at second, Meld into Stone at third, Stone Shape at fourth, and Wall of Stone at fifth. Well, all useful. Fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You take some, won't take others. It's fine. Dijin gives you Thunder Wave at one, Gust of Wind at two. Wind wall at three, greater invisibility at four, and seeming at five. So some some good some stuff. Some good ones later too. on, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Afridi gives you burning hands at one, scorching ray at two, fireball at three, fire shield at four, and flame strike at five. I feel like you're just gonna take like the fireball, fire shield, and like move on. Like yeah, this is you're this only is gonna like, cast the big spells and like right. ignore the others. These are like identical to the uh, the uh, fiend spell yeah. list that you get. Yep. That you're gonna take anyway. Uh, and then the Marid, the water one, you get Fog Cloud at one, Blur at two, Fleet Storm at three, Control Water at four, and Cone of Cold at five. Very similar yeah. to that last class. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. All the same spells there. Some useful stuff for sure. A Cone of Cold you're going to use. All right. This Good is spells. this is the big thing that yeah. we're going to do now. I love this. Here's your Aladdin. Genie's Vessel at first level. Your patron gives you a magical vessel. And it'll give you a tiny object. It could be in the form of an oil lamp, an urn, a ring, a bottle, a statue, a lantern. 
You get two different abilities with this. Bottled Respite and Genie's Wrath. Bottled Respite, as an action, you can magically vanish and enter your vessel, which remains in the space you left. The interior of the vessel is a 20-foot radius cylinder, 20 feet high, so it's a huge room. Right, yeah. uh, That resembles your vessel. The interior is appointed with cushions and low tables and is a comfortable temperature. It's like tiny hut and you can yeah you can, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, while inside you can hear everything around you as if you were there um you can remain inside a number of hours equal to twice your proficiency bonus which i guess at level one is two right so you get four hours so you get there. four hours you don't get a full long rest in there yet at first level you do get short rest you do get a short rest and you get higher you know you can eventually get long rest in there mm-hmm. you exit the vessel early uh if you use a bonus action to leave if you die or the vessel is destroyed when you exit, you appear in the unoccupied space closest to it, and any objects left in the vessel will remain there. So you can like use it as like a bag of holding, basically. Yeah, yeah. Which is huge. You just like have one at level one is this class. Um, and if I think later on, right, other yeah, in the sanctuary vessel, we'll get to that at tenth level. So that's what you get at level one. So else this is once you enter the vessel, you can't enter it again until you finish the long rest. Finish the long so rest. So only... it's like a one time use. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when you're in there at first level, you you won't get that long rest in there. You can right. only get a short rest, so you have to do it at time. So, not as useful at level one. It's cool. Yeah. It's a, it, it's a so, thing. yeah, exactly. It's a bag of holding. It, like, it's a bag of holding at level one. Which right. is, you just, like, got a bag of holding at level right. one. For, no. Exactly. This is, <laughs> this is pretty sweet. Um, you also get the Genie's Wrath. during Once during each of your turns, when you hit with an attack roll, you can deal extra damage to the target equal to your proficiency bonus. So, just a small little, like, Bam, little extra damage. Right. The damage type will be determined by your patron. So if it's the Dao, it's bludgeoning. The Jin, it's thunder. The Afrid, it's fire. And the Marid, it's cold. That's pretty that's pretty nice to get at first level. Just an extra... A little extra... Little it's extra, kind of like the blade lock. Nice. Or hex yeah. blade. A hex blade. Yeah, gives you some extra damage. So, good stuff. Um, at sixth level, this is nuts. At sixth level, you get the elemental gift. You'll gain resistance to a damage type determined by your patron's kind. If you're the Dao, you get resistance to bludgeoning damage, like just full on. That's insane. That's, that's such a pretty good nuts. Damage. Yeah, that that's an insane nuts. thing to just have resistance to. Because it doesn't say it doesn't say non magical bludgeoning damage. It's just bludgeoning damage. Yep. Um, the Jin is thunder. That does not come up that often, unfortunately. Pretty much not at all. But yeah. the other and then, every other one does. Yeah, and exactly. And the freeze fire, duh. And the red is cold, which we talked about last uh, Fathom because mm-hmm. it's decent. Also, as a bonus action, you can have a flying speed of 30 feet that lasts for 10 minutes and you can hover. What? Yeah, this is kind of an interesting one because during which you can hover, I do, I wonder if this kind of just works like levitate rather than just like actual fly. Yeah, but you can also, you have a flying speed of 30 feet and you can just like chill there. You can just, yeah. And I'm, I'm wondering like why they, why, why they did they the hover? Yeah, during which you can hover. I wonder hmm, why they did that. Uh, and and you can use this bonus action a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus. This is what I was saying with like some of the other like earlier classes that that they made. That like why didn't they do something like this? Like that entropic ward back in the great old one. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. this is even more useful than that ward ever was? And yeah, like, like it's if, allowing you to use it. If you could only do one this once during a long rush, none of us would bat an eye. It'd no, be like, yeah, wow, that's so go, good. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, like holy crap. Yeah, you got yeah. levitate for free. No, you can. Sweet. So you yeah. just like it always fly. You're never gonna like not be able to fly. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, at six insane. level, you have a proficiency bonus of plus three. Three times. So you can just get 30 minutes of flying. Holy crap. Uh, tenth level, the Sanctuary Vessel. So this is going to upgrade the Genie's Vessel using the Bottled Respite. Now you can choose five creatures within 30 feet of you, and they also enter the vessel. Right. It is <laughs> Tiny Hut now. It is um, As a bonus action, you can inject any number of creatures you want. And uh, anyone in the vessel for 10 minutes will gain a short rest. This is nuts. Super fast short rest. This is the all-powerful spell catnap. Roll it into one. Insane. You can add your proficiency bonus uh, to the number of hit points they regain, too. So you also get like the song, like the Bard's Song of Rest. Yeah, this is pretty nuts as a warlock because... Crazy. You can you just be like, okay, I have, you know, my oil lamp. I'm going to pop in here for a short rest for 10 minutes while you guys are walking. So I'm going to... Right. And it makes you just... Man, like, the fact that you can move, in air quotes, you can be moved around during a short rest, which normally can't, and it's only 10 minutes. Like, I'm going to be popping off spells left and right instead of be like, oh, will, will we have time to short rest before the next combat? Right. It's like, yeah. Right. You can, no, we, yeah, we can easily pop in and do a short rest here. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I, it did not increase the number of times you can bottle respite, though. It's only once a day still. Yeah. It's only once a long rest still to get in there. So you got to know when you're going to use it, and the, like that's your use of exactly. I will also say, you could pull some hilarious like Trojan horse shenanigans with this. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> it's so easy to do, right? I, I put the lantern in the cart and we all hop in and yeah. the cart just gets inside. Like it's super easy. Oh yeah, like we all... And also, since it takes a bonus action to get out of the vessel, that means you can pop out and attack right away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Easily, yeah, you're ready to go. Yeah. Oh hilarious. man, like give, so, get in a... Uh, spoiler alert, this is the character I made. But it's like, okay, I'm going to use a ring. So I'm going to go into the ring, give my ring to the to the rogue who's <laughs> have him He's sneak in. in there. Like, throw it <laughs> the rogue, leave, and I'm just going to pop oh, out. There are some good shenanigans here. Absolutely. Oh, man. Then, uh, oh, 14th, 14th level. level. Like, what the heck? This is insane. 14th level, you get the limited wish. As an action, you can speak your desire to the genie's vessel and request the effect of a spell that's 6th level or lower that has a casting time of 1 action from any spell list. You don't need the meet requirements. You don't need the components. You don't need anything. It just, bam, it happens. You get every 6th level and under spell in the game as an action. And you can't use it again until you finish 1d4 long rest. Yeah. It's going to have a big cooldown, which deservedly so, I think. Because, like, you can cast all the, you know, like... And it's possible you get you roll one, and then it's like okay tomorrow. Yeah, yeah tomorrow you get it <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because you could just do crazy stuff. Now there are some spells that require more than an action to cast, so those you won't be able to do. Right, it's only the ones as an action, but it's every single. But one. it's you get anything you want. Like there's so <laughs> many spells to be like, oh, I'm gonna cast this, like, uh, you know, summon like in. Summon all, summon these, uh, summon devils. I forget what it's called, infernal calling or something like mm-hmm. that. That requires a ruby that costs like like a thousand <laughs> yeah. gold pieces Even or nine hundred ninety nine. Ally costs me like a thousand gold an hour or something. Yeah, it's just like you don't need that. Just plan our ally. Just just do it. Um, <laughs> and insane. It, this is crazy. Insane, insane. Uh, I this has got to be a clear A, right? This is like the. Sh- 
this like is eight plus as as like yeah this is Fathom just as strong was a minus, as this the is eight plus yeah this is just as strong I think as next blade might be a little higher just just in in ease of use you gotta do, oh, you gotta yeah, do some it, thinking here you gotta do way, some thinking i love this easier. class more but i think it's below the hex for me as in just terms of pow, raw power i think I think this is just as strong because of kind of what I said before about the Hexblade, which is like you kind of lose out on all the Swarlock spells when you pick mm. Hexblade. Like, yeah, because cause you went, you go very specific. In, yeah, it's, like it's, like, it's like a different. Class. It's like a different class. Yeah, it's, it's like, like I'm different. I'm fighter warlock now. Instead <laughs> of warlock. But man, like all the things you can do with just the genie vessel thing, limited wish is like the best uh long term or the best 14th level class feature it's even better than like crawl through hell i think just like any spell in the you in at higher levels like at level 10 now you just have a place for everyone to take a long rest in um yeah it's it's fun it's got really fun you basically double your spell slots for the day it's it's great it's fun all right, the ne- the next is in Ravenloft, Van Rich's Guide to Ravenloft. I don't right. even know what that one is, but this they, is the yeah. They created a so there's a there's the module Curse of Strahd, which happens in Ravenloft, but they also create a campaign setting, which is yeah okay. And so, and so they added this warlock to it for some reason. They they felt it needed, I guess, because the vampire they want like a vampire-y one mm-hmm. with a lich as their as their god. Yeah, this is the undead warlock. Um. First level spells, Bane, False Life. Pretty good, first levels. Good. Um, second levels, Blindness, Deafness, and Phantasmal Force. Meh. Third levels, Phantom Steed and Speak with Dead is there, though. Sweet. We know we like that. Yeah. Fourth level, Death Ward and Greater Invisibility. Love both. Fantastic. Those. Fantastic Love spells. Those. Yeah. And fifth level, Anti-Life Shell and Cloud Kill. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good yeah. Stuff. Good Can't stuff. go wrong. Great, great spells, yeah. You'll get Form of the Dread at first level. As a bonus action, you transform for a minute into like a lich kind of. You'll gain temporary hit points equal to 1d10 plus warlock levels. So good good temporary hit points. Mm-hmm. Once during each of your turns when you attack, uh, cre- uh, hit a creature with an attack, you can make it, force it to make a wisdom save. If it fails, it's frightened of you. Sweet. You nice. can do that on each turn. Yeah. On each turn, you can try and make something frightened of you. That's sweet. As you just long need as to hit it with an Eldritch yeah, Blast. It, and it's got to fail its saving throw, but then it fright- it's frightened of you. That's awesome. Yeah. And you're immune to the frightened condition. And so this awesome. this is way better ones that you get on first level than the immune to the charm condition, I think. Where like the effect mm. of being charmed is objectively just way more crushing than being frightened. But like so many big monsters have like oh uh this like presence effect where it's just like anyone within 120 feet of it they have to make a save Immediate or get save. right right like, without if, anything happening without yeah. it doing anything it's just like make the save everyone and that can decide a combat but for this you're just like okay i'm immune to being frightened and the your dm is not gonna be able to avoid like fear effects because yep. they're not as crushing as charm effects and they're usually not targeted so this is very useful. I will say, I do. So, I mean, one minute is, is decent enough. I do wish it kind of lasted longer than that, just, just so that you didn't yeah. have to, like, think about it too much. Yeah, because like setting. one minute is like one combat, then because you really can't really do much role playing with right. one minute stuff. Yeah, but. exactly. So, um, yeah, and then you'll be, you're not immune to frightened anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can transform a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus. So you, you, you got a lot of uses of it at least. Right. So that's like their. 
sweet though it's really cool really super cool, cool. Uh, grave touched at sixth level. You don't need to eat, drink, or breathe. <laughs> Random as hell. That's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> Just flavor though. Uh, in addition, during once during each of your turns, when you hit a creature with an attack and roll damage against the creature, you can replace the damage type with necrotic damage. If you're in the form of dread, you can roll an additional damage die when determining the necrotic. So an extra. Da- uh, set of damage sweet yeah i really like that because there's there's so many times when it's just like oh i'm gonna like not really fireball but like i'm gonna deal x damage spell and it's like oh well, actually they have resistance to this damage and then yeah. so the next time you could be like okay well now i'm gonna as long as it's not necrotic <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. exactly. they're immune to necrotic eric oh, <laughs> i do nothing got <laughs> 10th well, level is the necrotic nice. husk uh, you have resistance to necrotic damage. That's that's a useful one. That's nice. Yeah, ne- necrotic's useful. Um, and but. if you're in your form of dread, you're immune to necrotic. In the oh form of yeah, dread. there's so many high level spells that are just like, like yeah, circle of that? death or finger of death or something, where it's just like, oh, you take a million necrotic damage. Yeah, isn't like blight or eye bite and, and blight? Some, yeah, some, blight is necrotic damage. Yep. What about the the one that replaces like fireball in like terms of raw damage isn't that a necrotic spell? Dis- uh, disintegrate. Oh, disintegrate is like force damage. I think it's. it's it damage. seems like oh, it should be necrotic. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Um, in addition, when you're reduced to zero hit points, you can use your reaction to drop to one instead, so you can survive, and your body will erupt. <laughs> each creature of your choice within thirty feet. I love that it's like each creature of your choice. Yeah, you just don't have to worry about like, yeah nonsense. They'll take necrotic damage equal to two d ten plus warlock level, and you'll gain one level of exhaustion. Um, and once you use this reaction, you can't do again until one d four long rest. For this, this is the second time this has come up. I wonder if they're gonna do more stuff like this going forward. Like Which the more powerful I'm... abilities they say like. Yeah, have to happen with yeah. Which yeah. I'm kind of this okay. This one's not with. that powerful though. It, this you, one's not that powerful. You but. survived the hit, did barely any damage, and now we're exhausted. And also, yeah. it's kind of weird. I understand why they did this because you need to use a react. You like to give something up to use a reaction, but it's kind of weird to be like, I'm dead. I'm at zero hit points, but now I'm good to use a reaction to do something. Like, are you unconscious at zero? And then then you use your reaction. Um. It's just, it's just kind of weird phrasing. Yeah, but. weird. 14th level, the spirit projection. Your spirit can become untethered from your physical form. As an action, you can project your spirit form to leave your body. It'll resort, resemble your mortal form. Uh, any other damage effects apply to your spirit or physical body affects the other, so they both kind of share damage. Your spirit can remain outside your body for an hour or until your concentration is broken. When your projection ends, your spirit returns to your body. While projecting your spirit, this is what you get. The spirit and body, so both entities of you, will gain resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Awesome. Awesome. You're basically in rage. When you cast a spell of conjuration or necromancy, it won't require verbal or somatic components or anything with gold. Cool. That, that any particular that lack gold. So all lack the gold. gold cost will still be there, but will still be there. I gotcha. You have a flying speed equal to your walking speed, sweet, and it can hover. You move through creatures and objects as if they were difficult terrain, but you'll take 1d10 force damage if you end up in your turn inside them. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that, you can go through objects. You can go through walls. Right. 
Yeah, that's sweet. awesome. That's sweet. Um, while you're in your form of dread, so I guess you can be in this spirit projection and form of dread at the same mm-hmm. time. And while you're doing that, once in each of your turns, when you deal necrotic damage, you regain hit points equal to half the amount of necrotic damage dealt. You become a Crazy. ghost. That's you're, dope. Yeah, <laughs> who's resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, slashing. Like, you are a super tank here. This is this is so cool. <laughs> and you can only do this once per long rest. Yeah, yeah. imagine, like, hitting him, too, with, like, a, a vampiric touch. Right? Yeah. Which already, which already gains you half. Like, you just gain the full health now. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is awesome. I think that's a warlock spell, right? So you could probably select it. Yeah, maybe. I bet you're, if you're in this class, you're selecting that. Um, this this is a sweet class, actually. The undead, I like it. It it's like there's a lot sweet of class. with the form of dread. There's a lot of cool things you can do. Uh, you get. Good I think stuff it's at. expanded spell list is really good. Yeah, expanded spell list is really good. Yeah, you're like a cool ghost person um, who's got some sweet sweet abilities. You get a the necrotic damage is definitely relevant for. Yeah, that. you know what? I, you almost like there's a a feat. The uh, elemental adept feat that you might want to consider, it it it, you, it allows you to choose a type of damage, and then you can ignore people's resistances to that. So you mm-hmm. can choose necrotic, and then you ignore anyone's resistances to necrotic. I wonder. Does I'll look it up. Um, that might only be like adept. fire. Only the elemental. Like eh, yeah, necrotic's probably part of it. If it's not, then never mind. But yeah, something like that would be helpful for this class because it clearly relies on its necrotic damage. You know, right? Yeah, it's super reliant on the one type of damage. Uh, so yeah, elemental adept is acid, cold, fire, lightning, thunder. Of course, acid's in there, but not <laughs> who uses acid? Who uses acid damage anyway. Whatever. Uh, either way, uh, this this class is a, a solid A minus to me as well. Yeah, I think um, I'm going to give it a B, and it's not because it's I don't fine. think it's good. It's I just think like the A classes are just so much better than everything else. I, I mean, I gave the Fathomless an A, and I think that this is like neck and neck with Fathomless. They're like, yeah, I one see, or the I other. You're doing kind of the same. Like you're a good class doing some cool stuff. I think this is a little better than the Fathomless, but that puts it in line with our our own personal grading scales. Yeah. And I, I literally have this list that is the don't mention this subclass. This is, it's so bad for some reason. Let's go through it. This is from the Sword Coast. It's the Undying Warlock. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and it, it's like it's like a really crappy version of what we just went through with the Undead. Yeah. First it's, level, it's... False Life, Ray of Sickness. Second level, Silence, Blindness, Deafness. All the same spells. Third, it seems like they literally made Undead and said, like, forget the Undying was ever made. Use this. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, third is, is Speak with Dead. Same thing we saw, Feign Death. Fourth level is Death Ward. We saw that there. Aura of Life, which is a little different. And fifth level is Legend, Lore, and Contagion. Contagion's good. Contagion's good. Yeah. Um, among the Dead, you get at first level, so you gain the Spare the Dying cantrip. Um, undead have difficulty harming you so if an undead targets you with an attack or a harmful spell it has to make a wisdom save or it doesn't strike you it'll mm-hmm. go for someone else if it can super random only useful against undead maybe right. if you're doing a zombie campaign yeah yeah cool uh six levels defy death um you regain 1d8 plus your con mod whenever you succeed on a death saving throw so it's like at least you get to pop up easier, yeah you, you pop up immediately once. yeah, yeah. Or you'll also get to stabilize a creature with Spare the Dying. They'll also get it. That's but that uses your feature. So you yeah. like 
it uses it up after for a long rest. Yeah, it's not. Kind of hurts. It's not that much health. I, yeah, you basically like. It's um, it's kind of annoying too that it's like, if if you have a ally dying and you want to cast spare the dying on, it's like. But I also I don't want to use my feet. I don't want to use this feat yet. If I was the DM, I'd be like, okay, if you don't want to use the feature, you don't have to. <laughs> this is where it kills you, though. Tenth level literally gives you nothing. <laughs> you can hold your breath indefinitely. You don't require food, water, or sleep, just like it was at like sixth level with the other class. Um, and you don't age fast now. Now, for every ten years that pass, you age only a year. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's yeah. all that <laughs> tenth like... level does. What? And then 14th level indestructible life. Now on your turn, you can use a bonus action to regain 1d8 plus your warlock level. Additionally, for some reason, one of your body parts is not on your body. You just put it back. You're a zombie. That's that's (laughs) like this thing. We're the undead. You are a ghost. This is your zombie. Um, That's not a lot of health, though, for like. No, but you could just keep doing it. Uh, once you use this feature, oh, you, you can't, can't use it again until short or long rest. But I mean, you know, short rest. It. It's one. It's like it's like you get you just get a, a superior health potion just permanently in your every short rest. That's pretty good. <sighs> it's not that good. Sure, it's like, pretty like, good. Like second wind at second level for a fighter does the same thing. Well, at, well, at, that, no, that, that's not. I mean, it does like something like this, but. I don't know. I, to me, this class is an F. I just don't even want to. No, I I agree with you on that. It's not it's not very good. <laughs> it just doesn't do anything. All right, now let's go into our characters that we've made, and hopefully we'll wrap this up within twenty minutes, so that we're at exactly three hours, which is insanely long. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty long. Vacations, <laughs> man. What have you made? So you said you mentioned you made a uh, genie. What genie did you choose? I chose the uh, the air genie. Okay. Um, and basically, I wanted to make you. You mentioned Aladdin. I wanted to make like a character where it's like, what if Aladdin was just kind of an asshole? Mm. Uh, so I have a goblin warlock. <laughs> that is, That's hilarious. I chose goblin too. You did. A different. Choose, yeah, I okay. literally chose because I do want to go over goblins. I think they have super sweet features, actually. Yeah. So basically, this goblin is just trying to like scam people over he has the disguise self invocation and the proficiency to persuasion and and everything else his spells are charm person uh and distort value some of the ones i chose (laughs) uh, right and then my i have i'm the pack of the tome because i i i like having like a little little rat around and i love the idea of making my rat be able to fly just fly around for no reason so that's, that's my guy. Um, and I rolled for this character. And if I if this was going to be actually played, I would re-roll them because I rolled so well. Right, right, right. So this guy's bonkers. I also took what, armor. What of cantrips Agatha. did you choose with your tome? Oh, um, I took... Oh, no, yeah. Pact of the Tome gives you that. Oh, yeah. For some reason, I didn't choose my yeah, other... Yeah, you get three extra cantrips from anyone, any class. Yeah, I forgot about that. So I chose Friends and Mage Hand for my two cantrips, but I uh, I forgot to choose one. So why don't you go over your characters and I'll... Sure. I'm going to just like roughly make one on the fly just because I want to change it up a little bit from what you were doing. So mm-hmm. I have built... 
because I didn't want to go goblin, I went hobgoblin. Of course, of course. <laughs> now the hobgoblin, they get like some con, they get con plus two, intelligence plus one. They have dark vision. Oh, sorry, I have... I chose pact of the chain, which is gave me the. Oh, me okay, the they find familiar. Yeah, 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 they find familiar. Okay, that's fair. That makes sense. Why you didn't choose extra cantrips? Yeah, I was like. Wait, why? Like that seems like a pretty odd. That's the whole point. Why did I? Yeah. I was like, oh wait, yeah, clearly the, the whole point. Um, oh, anyway. we got to go over what the goblin gives you too, because I really like the, what the goblin. Oh yes, uh, racial feats. So you get dark vision. Um, you get this thing called fury of the small. So you yes. get once per short rest, you can deal an extra your level uh, damage. So at level three, which is what our characters are, you can deal three extra damage to a creature that size larger than you and you're a small which you're creature small. yeah which you're a small creature so it's most creatures exactly and you get nimble escape which as a you can uh use a bonus action to disengage or hide so you can kind of be like a mini rogue in that respect so right. i figured that that was like very much fit in my like street rat aladdin kind of thing but except he's an a-hole and just like tries to pawn everything off all right, I went with the Hobgoblin Fiend Warlock with the Pact of the Talisman. Why I did all of this, you ask? Well, never shall I ever fail a saving throw. Hobgoblins give you saving face, which is... <laughs> Hobgoblins are careful not to show weakness in front of their allies for fear of losing status. If you miss with an attack roll, so you can use it like that, or fail an ability check or saving throw... You can gain a bonus to the roll equal to the number of allies you see within 30 feet of you. So and that is, that sounds made up. Dude, how a, hilarious it is. That's awesome. It's amazing. It's a max of plus five. So there has, if there's five friends near you, you can get up to plus five and you yeah. can't use it again until a short or long rest. I, I can't wait for like the inevitable conversation. We'd be like, I'm friends with that shopkeeper, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're good friends and it, as a dm i would if someone casts friends on somebody you automatically have to allow them to be counted as a friend right <laughs> yeah, but i obviously i went with the uh fiend because it, it, we're at third level but at sixth level you get to add like a d10 to a yeah, saving yeah. throw and packed to the talisman at i think it's seventh level we went over those right you get a d4 you get a d4 so you can have a d4 a d10 and a up to plus five bonus to your saving throws yeah awesome this is awesome Just like the the i am not failing that saving throw no freaking way like we are doing everything in our power to to not do this That's <laughs> awesome. so that that was what i went all right that those were our characters hopefully you got some uh, inspirato from that what about what are we going to talk about next podcast back to mtg uh are we gonna talk about like our decks because you kind of went over that or yes. like you did that with the other i did it with pat but i didn't i didn't go over my decks we you only were, went over pat's deck you were saving yourself for me i was saving myself for you as, as i you. typically do <laughs> but yes we're gonna go over all of our decks so we'll spend a whole episode because we we were we were pretty brief with pats you know we kind of just like thought i i plan on like taking deep dives into our decks okay we are gonna like. I mean, we'll see how long it takes. Maybe to we like should do like five. Them, We're gonna do. A I think deep we could dive. get. I mean, if if we go over it like we did with Pat's, like we you blaze through some decks. Okay. We'll right. be okay. Right. 
I want to go through our decks. We'll talk about it. We'll go through. Some we'll go in depth. Some we won't. All right. You can okay. choose five to do deep dives on. Yeah. Okay. Justice. Because I have like, um, like fifteen decks right now. And then what about next time we get to D and D? Oh, uh, are, oh, we're gonna do. All right. We might finally we're do gonna, this one might. shot. We might. We yeah. might. Yeah. This is this is loose. This is loose. Loosey goosey. The flow. Because um, we like to do these character creation series every other. So yeah, it wouldn't yeah. be it wouldn't be one next. It would be they can get kind of in depth. As we got plenty of D and D topics to go over, so we'll find out. We w- we do want to get that one shot episode out. Right yes, yeah, because the the reason why this hiccup happened with Pat was I don't know you you probably went over it was he was supposed to come on anyway to do one shot, but we didn't have to yeah, do the one exactly. shot. So yep. and I couldn't make it, so yep. you filled in. All right, cool. Uh, all right, what what about what? Let us know what class you want to hear next. We got a bunch left. Uh, we have. We're kind of going to try and alternate between martial and spell casting going forward. Right is kind of our plan with that. But let us know which ones you want to hear next. Uh, and I mean that'll bring it up by a couple months. So if like if, if there's one you really want to hear about, that's uh, true. <laughs> might as yeah. well suggest it, and we'll do that one for you. Yeah. Uh, where where do they tell us where to do that? So you can uh, tell us that either on our Twitter, which is at DragonBardyPod, or email, which is DragonBardyPodcast at gmail.com. Awesome, awesome. We'll end it here because this was a doozy of one. This was a long mm-hmm. one. Thanks for hanging in there. Hope you enjoy the Warlock class because clearly there's a lot going on here. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. for three hours to talk about. Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. And with that, to all you listeners out there... Party on! Party on!